What's up, Queens? What is up, Queens? Welcome back to some more female dating strategy prevented, prevented, presented by myself, I suppose. Uh, it's been just enough time. A week is like a perfect amount of time to forget how hellacious watching this horrible I guess we're not even watching it we're listening to it god it would be worse if we were watching it um as always give the uh the old channel uh a like uh once we hit 100 likes I will give away a channel membership and then also look in the top left hand corner there I'm going to try something uh that's my youtube uh subscriber count so if you're watching and you're not subscribed you can make a difference in real time. That is a real time YouTube. So feel free to unsubscribe right now to watch the number go down. That's what I would probably do. Uh, to be perfectly honest, just because it would be funny, is if everybody just uh, mass unsubscribed. Funny, funny gag. I don't want that, but that is funny. Um, all right. So hope everybody's enjoying their football Sunday. Uh, I don't know if any of you watching the game. I guess you could do this and watch the game if you really want to just not enjoy uh, football. Like if you like watch football, but you're like, I also want to hate football. Um, that's an option. That is that is an option. And as always, if you uh, are a listener of the female dating strategy, because some people are sick. They're fucking sick. They just listen to this like on Spotify. If you want to get this a week early, this episode, I mean, it wouldn't be this episode because then I guess you'd already have it and, or you're listening to it and then it's a week late at this point. But in the future, if you're a listener and you want to get the episodes a week early, please uh, consider signing up patreon.com slash low value mail. Um, or you can sign up on Locals if that's your thing, lowvaluemail.locals.com, or that's it. I can't add an audio stream on YouTube, but you could also, which definitely goes against my best interests, but I don't think about my best interest, is sign up for YouTube Premium, which I get nothing, I don't get anything for this, and then you can just listen to it on your phone. So that's probably what I would do personally, to be totally honest, but you know, you do what you want. Um... Shout out to all, as always, all the scrotes, all the scrotes, the negative value males, the low value males, the high value males, you know. Um, all right. So we're, we're, we're playing catch up here. We're playing catch up. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're at episode. Oh, we got a new subscriber. Shout out to the new subscriber. Good for you. Um, and we're losing them. Nice. That's what I like to see. Oh, now it's paused. Is it paused for everybody else or just me? I don't know. Um, this is using a lot of my CPU power though. That's what I'm seeing over here. Um, this is using a lot of my CPU power Oops. though. All right. I'm struggling here. Oh yeah. So I've, I don't know what happened. There we go. I lost, I lost a subscriber. Good stuff guys. Really good stuff. Uh, all right. So we are do. <laughs> hey man, I was the one who told you to do that. What the fuck? What can I complain about really? Right. Um, all right, so we're doing episode 59, episode 60 of the Female Dating Strategy Podcasts. Uh, this one, because we had talked about this last episode, because they had used this term neat, 
And then we were like, what's that? And then they were talking like they had already referenced it because they already had recorded this episode. This is actually, so they decided to take, the Queens decided to take a week off about eight months ago. They go, we're, we're too much female dating strategy for us. We can't, we're strategizing so much that we just, it's just all too much. It's just all too much. So this is a Patreon episode that they're allowing the world to see. The, the benevolence of the female dating strategy uh, gals. Just just all around nice people. Um, so, someone says, I use YouTube. There's a, there's a, a way to get around it, I guess. I don't know. Um, someone says, I use YouTube something. There's, there's is some, some sort of plug-in, but that works on your phone? I mean, if that works on your phone, then that's really the move to do. And then, boom. Um, okay. So episode, uh, this is 59, which is actually a Patreon exclusive. Does this count as episode 59? Really, though, when it's a Patreon exclusive episode? I don't, uh, I don't know. Also, I want to try something actually today. This is for our YouTube. Shout out for the people watching elsewhere, Twitter, Rumble, whatever the fuck, all, all those places. Um, I want to see what this, this uh, oh no, because there's this Q&A thing that they have, this Q&A feature that uh, YouTube has, but. Uh, you know what? Well, we'll um, I'll, I'll let people uh, once we settle on an episode that we know we're not going to skip. We'll, we'll have the Q and A. Maybe we can spice things up a bit. So, anyways, this is episode fifty-nine, the Female Dating Strategy Podcast, uh, which is technically a Patreon episode. So I don't know if this counts, but it was in the queue, so we'll watch it. And of course, uh, if we decide to skip, I will put the poll up to skip. And leave that up uh, to you. All right. Oops. Okay, let's go. Episode 59 of the Female Dating Strategy Podcast. What is up, Queens? Hey, Queens. FBS hey, is taking hey, a little queens. break this week, so enjoy this bonus content from Must our Patreon nice. called 40 Years a Neat, Reflections of a Stay-at-Home Son. For our Patreon subscribers, we will still have bonus content up on Friday. That's on patreon.com forward slash the female dating strategy. Enjoy. Welcome to this week's bonus content. Hello, hello, ladies. Who are we dragging this week? Who is our victim this week? Oh, no. <laughs> so after dragging the, people. during the dog walker takedown, I was browsing Reddit and I came across what I actually think is probably one of up there with one of the most infuriating subreddits on Reddit. And it's called the uh, not in education, employment, or training. And they call it NEAT for short, N-double-E-T. Uh, neat for sure and it's and it's basically a a subreddit uh full of people who have chosen not to be in education employment or training and they want to to live that lifestyle literally until they dropped it are neat so basically yeah it's worse than anti-work oh okay i've never heard of this it's worse in than my anti-work. opinion yeah. i guess we're learning something here yeah. yeah yeah anti-work has become we're on one and a quarter speed everybody one and a half speeds too much i i i i know it gets us through the pain faster but uh, like a generalized much. labor movement with the exception of the <laughs> ill-named and uh just ill actually in general ill existence of doreen the dog walker <laughs> we mentioned the concept of neat on that episode the female political strategy episode we did on doreen and a lot of people were asking oh no whoops sorry i just fucked up uh by the way if, if uh it's too loud let me know i oh, sorry i pressed the wrong on button. that episode the female political strategy episode we did on doreen and a lot of people were asking about it. Like it's basically a group of men, generally men, and it's overwhelming men. Like like uh, Savannah said that they just don't do shit in life. They just have like <laughs> they don't do shit and have like zero desire to. And they formed a little club on Reddit because, of course, that's where all the useless males congregate. 
Uh, no, we congregate in the YouTube comments. Thanks very much. Perpetually <laughs> online useless mails. And it's not even just online. Like in my personal life, I've you know volunteered at a homeless shelter for a number of years now. And we see this all the time. You know, there'll be, you know, like healthy men who are getting... Uh, but yeah, anyways, let me know if this is too loud. Sick notes know. from the doctor. Because basically in the UK, if you get a sick note from the doctor, that means you don't have to look for work. But it's like, they can smoke weed all day. They can drink all day. But for some reason, they're unable to work. It's bullshit. They're just lazy. So we thought... Fa- yeah. Okay, okay. So Savannah shared this subreddit with me. And... Immediately, I went uh, sort by top posts of all time. And their top post of the subreddit is just a chef's kiss post. And so we wanted to read that for you today and react I to like it and just drag kiss. the absolute fuck out of it. Because honestly, after reading this post, I'm like, this is what's wrong with men nowadays. Okay. So the title of the post is, Today I Became a 40-Year-Old Virgin Neat. Some Reflections on My Life So Far. I just turned 40, so I've been a neat for over half my life now. Never had sex with or kissed a woman. Never had a real job either. I want to talk about my life a little so younger neats know what mistakes to avoid. Please change your life while you... St- mistakes to... All right. Um, my interest Still is can. Here. You don't want to turn out like me. I cry every day because I'm so depressed. I hate myself. I wish I could have given a shit when I was younger. Feel good, uplifting, happy post, Lilith. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to cheer you all up. Okay. No, so, I mean, I'm just going to walk you through my emotions. Okay, so not going to lie. First paragraph, I actually kind of feel bad for this guy. I'm like, oh, like, that's really terrible. Like, unless the person deserves it, I'm not the sort of person to just enjoy another person's suffering. But then as the post goes on, you realize, okay, he does deserve it. So. <laughs> At which point you will, you will enjoy it. There's that. Okay. So, he continues. It all started when I dropped out of high school. I was 17 then and had just one more year to go. I was being mercilessly bullied and started skipping school because of it, so I had to repeat a year. I lost all my motivation. I had a dream of being a scientist, and I knew I needed a high school diploma for that, but I hated being made fun of and bullied so much, and I gave up on it. Mm, that's sad. Like, mm, sounds like it's men's fault here. That is sad. Yeah, that's sad. It's terrible to be bullied. You know, teenagers especially can be really fucking mean to each other. So, yeah. again, so far, I feel bad for this guy. Um... That summer after dropping out, I stayed in my room and got sucked into the internet. These were the early days of image boards and BBSEs. I don't know what that, what's a BBS? Let me Google this actually. Bulletin board system. Okay. Oh Oh, yeah. Okay. So like the early internet where it was just forums, like free for all forums. Early days of image boards and BBSs. And I spent a lot of time talking to other neats on there. I got into EverQuest and spent hundreds of hours in that game. Oh my gosh. Wait, Rodi, what oh is EverQuest? Um, it was another like early internet game. I remember my, my brothers went through an EverQuest phase. Oh. Where oh. it was like, it was, but it was for children. So it's like Minecraft of the early 2000s? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, if I'm not mistaken, it was like uh, for children. <laughs> and it just got taken over by, it's like a, a, a role playing video game that doesn't ever end. Oh. So it's called EverQuest. Is it like a, what's the world like an open world game versus like a, okay, I'm looking at it. Oh yeah, multiplayer online role playing game. Okay, cool. I think South Park did a pretty funny episode about it where it was a bunch of kids playing it and then they kept getting World of Warcraft. beat up by some, yeah, some neat, some like... Some old, weird old men. Yeah, some middle-aged, overweight guy living in his mom's basement covered in Cheeto dust. Like there's, it was actually a whole trope and a meme for a while. Because yeah, I know that's literally where you all get it from. It's like the kids wanted to play and they could never play because the middle-aged needs would just like go around killing them and being dicks to them all the time. Oh, okay. Right? And everybody being like, now that it's jogging my memory, I remember it being like a huge online controversy because it was like, well... And the kids never get to have a good time on this game because the middle-aged losers keep taking it over. So he was probably one of those. Well, to be fair, this guy, he's in his late teens, so he's not a middle-aged loser yet, but he is going to be one. So okay. he, this is his middle-aged loser origin story. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he spent hundreds of hours in the game of EverQuest, made lots of friends online. You know, he says, for the first time, it felt like I had a community. I didn't really know what to do with my life. My mom wanted me to take a high school equivalency exam and go to college, and I continuously lied to her that I would. Three years passed, I was 20, and I still had no high school diploma or job. My mom 
was getting sick of me and threatened to kick me out unless I at least started looking for a job. So I pretended to look for one. Okay, so this is where the waste mannery begins. Like, why are you pretending <laughs> waste to look for jobs when that's when That's I'm less funny. sympathetic with him. Yeah. When you can just actually just look for a job. Like, yeah. God. Like, the amount of effort it takes to pretend to look for a job is probably the same as the amount of effort it takes to actually look for a job. <laughs> look for a job. Right? Start saving effort. You know, it wasn't like you had to do, like, a five-stage process for McDonald's back then like you do now. Before, you could pretty much, you know, walk around town with your CV. Those are the days you could walk around your town with a CV and you could have a job by the end of the week. Shake hands with the manager. Exactly. Yeah. So, he writes, I didn't want to work in retail or a customer-facing job because I thought they were below me. I often find that, like, lazy people often think that, like, jobs are below them when it's like, yeah. no. Yeah. It's, 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 it's really bizarre. Hardworking people, they'll do anything just to bring in money or to work. But it's always the laziest people who have some sort of complex about working certain jobs. Yeah, that's, in fact, it was this moment in this story that I stopped feeling sympathetic for him. <laughs> because I'm like, first of all, you're like 20. Okay, I worked... The voting is uh, or 66% In fast food, no, I worked so. in retail when I was yeah. in my teens and early 20s. Yeah, everyone's done a retail stint. Yeah, when yeah. you're young. Yeah. You know, like that's a coming of age thing. It's a rite of passage. It's something we all, you know, unless you're like crazy rich and, you know, you don't have, you literally don't have to work, right? But for most like middle class or working class people, having a retail or, you know, customer facing job is part of life. It's part, I think it's a really important part of like young people's development, honestly. So the fact that he's saying like, oh, I'm too good for like a retail job. I'm like, fuck you, double middle finger to you, because these are jobs that are important to society that need to happen. You know, and the people who do those jobs deserve respect. And especially when you haven't done anything like, you know, let's say if you'd been working since you were 14 and you had a qualification. I'm really wondering this guy's advice for is it just like a better way of being in need or is he going to be like, no, you don't want to turn out like this and go don't do what I did. That's what I'm still unclear of. Like, is he giving tips because i guess it is the and you I, I mean i still think it's a shit actually to have because like you said Lilith, like those jobs are still important and you yeah, shouldn't look down on people but i'd be like okay fair like you can do something else but you've not you've not worked a day in your life at this point yeah exactly if you haven't worked a day in your life no job is below you like you're actually below that job yeah <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, if you've never had a job yeah. a fast food job is actually above you like know your fucking place <laughs> I, and the weird thing is like no, i've no, definitely no. seen this attitude among some of my own male relatives where they, yeah, they don't have shit, but like because, you know, my grandmother worked hard. My grandmother worked hard and my grandfather worked hard to provide like a semi-comfortable lifestyle. They think that any uh, lifestyle below that is beneath them, but they don't have shit, right? Like they don't have skills. They don't have a job and they're just going to leech off my... I have some cousins like this, um, unfortunately, like who are just going to leech off my grandmother probably till she dies. <laughs> like, and they're just like... Uh, that's so sad. It's like elder abuse borderline. Like financial elder abuse. I mean, it is. And like she, I mean, she's, I mean, she's retired now. And unfortunately, my grandfather passed. I know she has some, some life insurance money. So she's not like, she's not, they're not rolling in cash, right? Like they have a comfortable life. They both work working class job back, you know, when you could make a comfortable living and buy a house on a working class job. So like, they're not, they're Move not rich on. by any means. And they also worked working class jobs. So the fact that some of my cousins think they're above it because of the fact that my grandparents made a comfortable life for themselves, is just absolutely disdainful. That makes me angry. Cause I have to fight my grandma not to give me money. Um, like there, there's so many times where she'll be like, where she knows I'm struggling financially, she'll offer me money. She's a very generous, very kind, very loving person. And I don't want to take advantage of that. Uh, Yeah. I do have cousins who do take advantage of that. And it does kind of piss me off. Yeah. Like I'd rather just blow through my entire savings than, um, you know, I, I, I basically, I have to get to a point where I'm like really, really desperate before I'm willing to accept money from my grandmother, even though she's not struggling financially. It's just a pride thing. They're also like elderly too. It's like, she needs it for her retirement. You know, she's earned it. Exactly. Like they, my grandmother keeps talking about moving, but she knows if she moves, then she doesn't know what the hell is going to happen to a bunch of my freeloading cousins and and some knuckles for that matter but yeah but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let, let's get back to the story yeah because i yeah there's a lot to get through in this episode okay so 
He says, yeah, so I, I thought these customer facing jobs were below me. In the back of my mind, I still thought I could become a scientist if I just applied myself and took some tests to become a scientist he didn't even graduate high school can you be a scientist without i guess you could cook meth prove that i was a genius biological delusion as Rose said <laughs> oh, yeah biologically delusional no exactly no way he didn't <laughs> <laughs> this is an example actually of narcissism again delusions of grandeur that's a narcissistic trait <laughs> okay man did you watch like one of those hollywood movies you watch like goodwill hunting or something and think it's not that i'm underqualified and awkward and socially weird it's that i'm secretly a genius oh no i'm secretly a genius yeah <laughs> oh no <laughs> he writes i had all these crazy chun b u what's the fu- what the fuck is that c h u n n b i y o u oh wait it's c h u u n i b Y-O-U. It's a type of, it says uh, chunbyo, a Japanese, a Japanese colloquial term typically used to describe early teens who have grandiose delusions, who desperately want to stand out, <laughs> and who have convinced themselves that they have hidden knowledge or secret powers. <laughs> this is kind of funny, guys. Oh, man. So, like, people who watch too much anime and they think, oh, my gosh, I'm the main character here. Um, yeah. I have, like, a secret power. I just, you know, I haven't had my mentor come up to me and tell me I'm the chosen one yet. Yeah, apparently this, it's a derogatory term that they, like, call a lot of these neats. Okay, okay, yeah. Chunbyo. So, as a Japanese, <laughs> it's used to describe Really teeth of solutions. Literally narcissists. <laughs> they convince themselves they have hidden knowledge. I wish there was like a feature where I could listen to this podcast, but just remove their laughter. That would make this a lot more bearable. Just secret powers. <laughs> Imagine there being like a term for that because there's so many. There's so many people like that. There's so many Japanese boys sitting around like, oh, one day some sensei is going to come to me and tell me I have magical power within me. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm gonna stand on all y'all. <laughs> like I went, I went to high school in like a suburban area, is like 98% white people, and like these white boys who watch too much anime, anime would be running around during recess like Naruto, like <laughs> with their arms behind their body, like, <laughs> like I have the power of God and anime on my side, that kind of kid. Oh my gosh! I had all these crazy Chunbyu ideas about my own intellect, and I believed that I was a hidden genius of some kind that other people could not see, but that I was certain I had it within me. I believed I could do anything if I just stopped being lazy and set my mind to it. He's not wrong, sure. Except work a job, a basic retail job. I believed I could do anything if I just stopped being lazy and set my mind to it. Correct. That is true. <laughs> the, but the thing is, you have to stop being lazy. And here's the thing: like a smart, even if he is smart, I mean he's not. But if he was smart intelligence without work ethic is like a bird without wings like you're just a fucking penguin waddling around being useless and shit okay like and, and here's the thing whoa what the fuck did a penguin ever do to you so even if you're not intelligent if you're hardworking, you're actually in a better situation or more likely to succeed than an intelligent person who's lazy anyways that's just my two cents but anyways i even thought i was some kind of chosen one and that's why i was so different from the others never had friends and was bullied and made fun of thinking back on it i want to cry because i was so deluded <laughs> yeah i mean yeah this yeah, this is where some therapy would have been beneficial of some kind. No, he just needs to stop fucking watching anime and like I know anime. It's like it's, it's like self protective narcissism, you know. Maybe, but I do know a lot of these kids who watch way too much anime or too many too many movies, and they think that real life is like movies. Like you know, you know, kids who like didn't really socialize with other kids or by hanging out with other kids, they never really learned how real life works. They think everything's like yeah. a movie. Yeah, yeah. That's like I mean, the female equivalent is chicks who think they're like princesses and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Get off yeah. the internet. So maybe yeah. like it's not even therapy. Yeah, it's like yeah. get off the internet, stop watching anime, go talk to some people. I know it's hard, and yes, you're gonna have some social failures and stuff, but you know what, like. You know, people sometimes get up in my Twitter mentions being like, oh, not everyone can have good social skills like you, Lilith. And it's like, you think I never failed? You think I never had awkward social interactions? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> like a lot Lilith, of those queen of the interactions. Learned by catastrophic failure multiple times. Right? Like, 
what matters is like having that social failure and then picking yourself up after and then keep trying rather than being like, oh, I had an awkward moment. I'm just never going to interact with another person ever again because that just solidifies your poor social skills. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, you don't mm. even have to be an extrovert. You can be an introvert, but still know how to um, to conduct yourself. Or And also like, you, you know, these things are a skill as well. It's really quite annoying when people think that things um just come naturally to everybody and in a lot of cases that's not true yeah it didn't come naturally to me in fact my parents did a really fucking bad job socializing me because they were Whoa. narcissists so i had to learn the hard way in like high school and in college how to be a human i had to self-socialize myself right and you turned out just perfect and so yeah like i strongly encourage everyone yeah. if you have bad social skills if you're socially awkward if you struggle to connect with people like don't let that be an excuse to not connect to not try right like yeah it, it'll, it might be harder for some people than others especially as we learn in the story he, you, you know we find out he's autistic right so it can definitely be harder for some people especially if you're neurodivergent but that doesn't mean that it's impossible for you to learn yeah. it's yeah. very possible exactly. and like we said in our uh, our episode i think about uh, how to make friends mm -hmm. didn't we talk about that we had a couple of strategies for people who were like socially awkward or um he doesn't listen to this. Who is this for anymore? You're supposed to be roasting this dude, and now you're like acting like these kind of guys listen to this podcast. And as I'm saying that, I go, well, I guess we kind of do listen to this podcast, but not for that reason. Even neurodivergent. But listen up, guys. Too. And also, I think there's some <laughs> tips on that in the actual autism episode, the episode we did with the autistic queens. Yeah. There's some skills there that are very graspable for most people. That was the episode we skipped. That was a snooze fest. People. And it just takes time and it takes practice. And I know it can be really scary, especially if like you have a lot of anxiety or you feel really anxious in social interactions. Like if you have a really bad social in interaction, it can actually be low key kind of traumatizing, honestly. Like, but it's important to kind of work through that and not let failure permanently destroy your life like that. Like in this case, right? Yeah, everything doesn't come easy to everybody. So some people it's social skills is their struggle. Other people yeah. it's math. You know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things you have to learn. Exactly. Be functional, yeah. So yeah. he says, he continues, after I couldn't get a job because I never looked, my mom pulled some strings and got me a position <laughs> as a cashier at a grocery store Her friend that her friend was the manager of. I shouted at her that night and said, the job was beneath me, but I still went. Okay, first of all, fuck you. Your mom did a really nice thing for you getting a job. She yeah. put her neck on the line with her friend by getting you that job. Do you not realize that? I've been almost stung by this before. I'm very, 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 very hesitant to give out recommendations for Me friends too. and family. Unless I know that person is absolutely going to boss it, but I'm very, very what? hesitant to do What's it. Yeah, because it makes you look bad if you give a bad recommendation. It makes you look bad and they don't appreciate it. Some of them just do not appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like setting someone up on a blind date, right? <laughs> it's like the opposite of appreciating it. He was like, what the fuck, ma'am? Could be good, could be catastrophic. Yeah. But like, okay, so in my own experience with my own family, very similar reactions to uh, female family members trying to get some of the, uh, the neat male family members a job, um, in addition to them like deliberately failing the drug test, if there's a drug test for the job, like oh showing up, knowing they smoked weed. <sighs> oh my God. You know, in the past couple of weeks, knowing they have a drug test on a certain date and still showing up and failing the drug test. So stuff like that, where they self-sabotage. That's crazy that a company could drug, drug test you for weed. And they don't give a shit that it ruins the person's like reputation you recommended them as well. Like they don't give a shit about that. Yeah. I mean, I'm also pretty like I won't recommend a job. Um, like I won't recommend somebody that I know for a job that I don't think they'll do a good job of. Um, but fortunately I do know a lot of really awesome people, so <laughs> I mean This is what their fucking Patreon content is? Jesus. Like I wouldn't recommend like my shitty family members, but I do know Imagine you're like an actual person, some I guess mostly a chick, and you just you can't get enough female dating strategy podcast so you got to turn to these patreon episodes. a lot of really awesome really based women you know through work connections and so on and so just like a, a little bit of a career advice there that's another reason why it's important to you know 
make connections with other women, especially sure. high quality women, because mm. the job that I have currently, for example, I got from a former mentee. So those sorts yes, of, you know, investing in women in the present can pay off in the future. So, but that's sort of off topic, but anyways, um, yeah, so he yelled at his mom for getting him a job. Fuck this fucking ungrateful scrote. Anyways, Fuck I was at the job scrote. for a week before I had a panic attack and broke down. After that, I quit. I felt naked and afraid of other people. I could feel them. I could feel them glaring at me. They knew I was different. They were judging me. Like, what kind of, is this guy providing advice? I still could don't not even it. look. In, I could not even look them in the eye. I would get so scared if they tried to make small talk, and I never knew what to say. I would go to the bathrooms to cry. I always had anxiety, but three years of being a... Sounds kind of sad. This guy has mental problems. Like, I don't know. These chicks can't relate at all. Hickey, H-I-K-K-I. What the fuck is that? Hold on. All these like... All this Japanese anime stuff. Your Japanese references. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Hickey... I'm not pronouncing that right. I apologize to the entire country Hickey, H-I-K-K-I? Yeah. So, it's slang for a person who lives a reclusive life from society in their room. Oh yeah, the height. Okay, I know your term. Uh, they actually did a long documentary on YouTube about uh, the hikikimori. Oh yeah, I think, and it's like they're also called haiki, or but it's like it's boys who are recluses. Oh, and there's a huge problem with it in Japan. Actually, that's very weird. Yeah. Anyways, being a hiki neat had made it so much worse. I forgot how to talk to people. I mean, this paragraph, I kind of again kind of feel bad for him, but again, it's like you know. That's rough, but that doesn't mean that you should give up. If this you was, should keep practicing. If this was a woman, they'd be like, man, you know, just just do your best to get through every day. And if it's a guy, you're like, you fucking piece of shit. Saying like, you know, just because something's hard doesn't mean that it's not worth trying to improve, right? Yeah, it's tough. This guy needs Andrew Tate, honestly. This guy literally needs some guy, like, asshole like Andrew Tate to just fucking... He doesn't need Jordan Peterson, who's telling him to make his bed. He needs some guy just yelling at him, calling him a bitch. This guy not have... He didn't make a single friend. That's what makes me kind of sad for him on one hand. It's like he didn't have any friends from high school. Like, yes, people people are jerks and people try to bully others, but especially he's neurodivergent. Like the whole male pecking order thing is like sometimes groups of men they'll find like there will be sometimes groups of men when there's like one man in the group that's, I guess, uh, like the one that they all pick on or whatever. The sort of like pecking order. He's at the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah, uh, that's unfortunate, and that's one of the reasons why men kind of suck. But again, like <laughs> maybe sucks. Yeah, like chicks don't ever have hierarchies in their friend groups. Never. Suck. No, okay. <laughs> but it can also, I mean, to be fair, like in high school, because I went to one that was really, really clicky, and I joined late. So if you weren't there by the time they were in seventh grade, because I joined in like twelfth grade, they'd all made their friendship groups, and everybody was nice to me. But it was really difficult to get in an actual and actually make like long lasting friends but mm -hmm. that being said like high school is not the best years of your life you can still yeah. make you know friends at work or um, that's what college is for college. even if even if even if you don't go to college there are other ways you can make friends it isn't like if you are the high school loner you, you know that's the way you're going to spend the rest of your life yeah. unless unless you choose to well, it sounds like he made his friends from the internet, from other socially awkward losers. Like, yeah, oh, here, here's another thing, actually. Um, so humans, we're social animals and we're influenced by the people that we choose to spend time with. And so when all of the misfit weirdos get together, they tend to, like, make each other more weird. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, like, I, I don't know. There's certain online communities of just weirdos and they just perpetuate each other's weirdness. Like, they'll even start to imitate. I don't know what they're talking about at all. Yeah. Like, if one person's weird in one way, they all sort of become weird like that. It's like a... Like social contagion. Social contagion, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, if you're a misfit... I mean, yeah, you should find out... You should hang out with other people who are similar to you, definitely. But, like, try to broaden your... Try to broaden your social circle such that you're including people that you want to be more like. Because if you're spending time... That is a good point. ...around actually. people that are behaving in a way where, you know, if you were to behave like that, it makes your life worse. You know, you should want to have friends that make your life better, not worse. I hope that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um 
Anyway, so he writes, fast forward three more years, I got an official Asperger diagnosis. This was when I started becoming more aware of women and wanting a girlfriend. I was always attracted to girls. But well, you know what? Chicks love a nice little Asperger's diagnosis. But I never really felt lonely until this point. I thought when I became a mad scientist, I would get a girlfriend easily. But by now, I'd accepted that was never going to happen because I didn't have my high school degree. I You can go get it from home, I'm pretty sure. And also, because as part of my diagnosis, I had to take an IT... <laughs> sorry. And, sorry, I have to... Okay, I have to have a straight face. Okay. And also... <laughs> Because as part of my diagnosis, I had to take an IQ test and only got 121, which made me... That's pretty good. It's pretty high, 121. Extremely depressed, as I used to fantasize about my IQ being 160 to 180. Oh. I didn't know where to meet women. I didn't drink alcohol, so I couldn't... You don't want 160. I mean, that's the sad part, is he has all the problems of somebody with 160 IQ, where you're like, yeah, I can't meet women, I'm so socially awkward. But he doesn't even have the super high Pick them up at bars, and I was too anxious anyway. So imagine living high. your whole life thinking you're an evil genius. Or not an evil genius. Like, you're going to be a mad scientist and you only got a 121. He never said he wanted to be a mad scientist. He just said he wanted to be a scientist, which is so vague. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. Imagine being this socially awkward and not even that smart. <laughs> Man. That's pretty smart. Man, like... Yeah. Oh, this is painful because it's like it's like watching a cra train crash. Yeah, yeah. I was like hoping he'd come back, and he's like, "Oh, it's ninety-one or something," and you go, "Oh, okay, this is." Explain it's just keep coming. Yeah, I feel like any time he could have got off this train. I mean, you can even do GED programs at night or GED, pro GED programs, you know, in from your home. I mean, or he can go back to high school. Doesn't have a job, so you can do it during the day too, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You could do it online. Well, I mean, if you don't want to see people, if you're just scared to death of like running into classmates or anything like even if you didn't you had to like slowly work yourself up to get a job like he could have still been working on his education and likely not have to force himself with social interaction or be interacting with other people also getting their geds who might be in the same boat and made friends that way yeah. so there's just so many there were so many exit points that make sure to like and subscribe everybody let's get I would love to get to 11,900 by the end of this also if you're listening to this uh, leave a review or whatever he didn't take from this life yeah, yeah due to sheer fucking laziness and delusions of grandeur anyways this episode is sponsored by Anna Lu look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do i even say other than hey <sighs> well that's why they're introducing an all-new bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier starting the chat better and dating safer they've changed so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Lisa Jewelry. That's oh. A-N-A-L-U-I-S. Needs no, I have no idea. S-A. That'll be one piece for her and one piece for you. Anyways. I decided to find a girlfriend on the internet. Online oh, dating no. wasn't as big as it is today then, so I usually meet people on IRC. There was a girl on IRC. What's IRC? Hold on. Man, all these internet acronyms that only these needs know. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can tell we're not super online. This is like perpetually online, deep internet. <laughs> yeah. Well, the three of us, we're not super online. The fact that we have to keep Googling what these fucking words mean. IRC, Internet Relay Chat, is a text-based chat instant messaging system. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Okay. So I decided to find a girlfriend on the internet. 
online dating, blah, 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 met, met, meet people on IRC. There's a girl on IRC that I was really good friends with, and I had a feeling she liked me as more than a friend. We used to talk late into the Turns out it was a dude. Night about games and anime. Yeah. She wasn't bitchy like the girls I knew in high school, and she actually shared my interest. I actually fell in love with her. I had seen her photo, and she was cute, albeit in a handsome way. This detail is important. <laughs> <laughs> she thought I was cute, too. One night, I built up the courage to tell her my feelings. To my delight, she said she had feelings for me, too. I was so happy. It felt like my heart was about to burst. I went and told my mom that I got a girlfriend, and she was proud of me. Aw, okay. Aww. That's kind of cute. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Can't, can't hate on that. That's like that's a cute paragraph. But, um, I, I mean, except for the line, like, <laughs> she wasn't bitchy like the girls I knew in high school. Like, men, like, the whole, like, oh, she's not like other girls. Like, yeah. you know? Like, that's well, kind of, he's misogynistic, so. The story... No, it's because she's a man, man. Continues. We ended up dating for a year. I offered many times to fly her out to my state but she declined saying she wasn't ready yet however Hold one on night a minute. where's he getting this money to fly her out to the to, uh, yeah. to his state where's he get where's he getting it from <laughs> so, from his mom i mean maybe the mom is thinking like oh it's gonna be like fair, failure to launch or whatever where you know if he gets a girlfriend then she'll motivate him to improve his life maybe that's what the mom was hoping for maybe that's why she was proud but it just goes to show that if he wanted to be would, he's willing to fly a girl out to his state, but he's not willing to get a job. Like, if he wanted to, he would, even for yeah. men who are needs. If they, if they, <laughs> they want to see you, that's the thing. If they, they want to see you, they will. So there's, there's no find excuse, a way. ladies. <laughs> even literal bums will find a way if they want to see you. <laughs> he has Asperger's, Savannah. Oh. So, but she declined saying she wasn't ready yet. Wait, okay. So first of all, they've never met and they call each other boyfriend girlfriend and the oh i guess you haven't seen the manti teo that's like okay i don't understand the concept of like long distance relationships where you've never met that's not a relationship you don't get the, con- don't get the concept of them your internet friends they suck but so in the early days of the internet i, understand the I swear to god all yeah all the like creepy dudes who never got women to talk to them before suddenly had girlfriends. like uh, yeah girlfriends that lived on the other side of the world oh she's in canada you wouldn't know her oh, she's in australia etc and there was one guy in particular who had a girlfriend he would just send money to <laughs> Because <laughs> he's a fucking clown. Yeah, no, actually good for her because the crazy thing, let me tell you what this guy told, told me where I was like, I clued him in. I was like, you know, every time you keep asking to be here, she keeps like crying and saying she's like, uh, has emotional anxiety getting on planes and yet you keep sending her money. You might think that like, you know, maybe she's got someone else. And I think there was some kind of evidence she even had a boyfriend already. And then he was like, no, but she loves me, etc. And he was like convinced he was going to get her to fly out to see him and then eventually go fly out to see her. Um, and then... Uh, she finally agreed, I guess, to be his like quote unquote girlfriend um, in exchange for money. Did I like screw up the story? But anyway, like, for money, she was, he was basically putting this woman <laughs> online for a while. And like she didn't agree to be his girlfriend until he, he started sending her money. And then when I asked him about it and like clued him in that like maybe she's taking advantage of you. He was like, well, it's OK. So I'm going to like flirt with this other girl I met online. Right. And this other girl also started saying, hey, I can't see you, but um, I'm, can you send me some money? And then maybe we could meet up somewhere in between like where you live and, and I live and it's in Australia. And then he says to me like, man, I'm really excited because this might be the first opportunity I have to cheat on a girlfriend. <sighs> so like he was really excited that both of his what? fake girlfriends existed, who may or may not have actually been his real girlfriends because he wanted the opportunity to actually cheat on a girl because he's that big of a fucking loser and he deserves saying to what? yeah he yeah. wanted to tell people he cheated on a girl because he thought that would make him look i'm assuming because he thought that would make him look more desirable to people what are we getting at here are we thinking that he's getting catfished or is it a, a, a man? Well, it's like a massive loser oh which i guess is kind of like a catfish but it's like a man who like wants to throw down but 
Oh yeah. my god. I might have the story a little bit, god. but essentially it was just like a bunch of fake like pretend girlfriends who were definitely, definitely leeching money. And then I ceased to feel bad for him and I realized like, oh, he's like he's loving the ego stroke of having Yeah, as soon as he's like, Oh, I want to cheat on a girl, I'm like, Yeah, you deserve to get rinsed. Drain his bank account, sis. Send in the cavalry. Yeah, I stopped yeah, I stopped talking after that. I was like, Oh, okay. Good luck. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so plot twist for this story for the neat. However, one night she wanted to meet me too, but she said there was something important I had to know. What is it? I asked her. You can tell me, babe. I love you. She said she was transgender. She said she had a penis. Mm. I was shocked. I felt so betrayed. I broke up with her immediately. Jerry! Jerry! <laughs> She's a man. So, yeah, this seems like it should be on, like, daytime TV. Whatever. <laughs> Somebody calls you up and like, I have something to tell you. It's never good. It's never good. This is, like, this is peak, like... Put her on Maury. Uh, 90s, early 2000s Jerry Springer material. <laughs> so, he says, I was shocked. I th- These chicks are all turfs, too, so they're, they're liking this a little extra. Felt so betrayed. I broke up with her immediately and called her a sick, perverted weirdo. I also used the he pronoun to refer to her. She said she was crying and she hated herself for not telling me. She said she was afraid she would never get a boyfriend if she was honest. I blocked her and told her to never contact me again. I was depressed and started drinking after this. Okay. See, now I don't like this guy because of the transphobia. Not cool. I was a little sympathetic, but then it turns out he's a fucking bigot. I honestly feel bad for the trans woman in the situation. Like, that was mean and uncalled for. I mean, yeah, I probably should have been upfront about that, but still. A year. Like, come on, you're with somebody for a whole year and you don't tell them? Yeah. Like, come yeah. on, that is, I'm, I mean, I'm not excusing his behavior, but something like that needs to be disclosed up front. Yeah. yeah it's going like, to enter into a relationship. I don't know what she thought that... Everyone sucks here. I don't, yeah. <laughs> Am I the asshole? Everyone sucks here. I'm not sure what she thought the end game would be. Like, you're just going to see her dick and be like, yeah, cool. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea I think what that's the, the ideal woman here was thinking, but it's like... I think that's the ideal scenario. Yeah, as you see, you go... That's pretty cool. Like, well, you know, the bro here didn't do his due diligence, let's just say. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Anyways. But I also often found as well that people who seem to jump on these online-only relationships, there was always a reason why they had to only go online. It was never mm-hmm. like somebody who could get girls in, in real life. You know, they would get women in real life. They're unlikely to go for this online, haven't seen you for a year relationship, like never seen you before relationships. They just don't do that. I remember there used to be such a stigma against people who had to meet people online. It was only for losers when it came out. And this was why. It's because everyone else who could meet people in real life. Because they were losers. <laughs> yeah, they were losers. Because it was, it was, yeah. No, they were trendsetters. They were way ahead of the curve. Because people weren't perpetually online yet. And it was only these people that used to hang out in these bulletin boards and chat rooms. And yeah. also like sexual predators, right? That was- when are we going to get to like, I, don't, I still don't know the point of this guy's post. I try to lure in teenagers. What yeah. is the so, point of it? Um, yeah, there was such a massive stigma against online dating that I guess is only it's I mean, there's a stigma now, but for different reasons that like existed because of the fact that it was only like the bottom, bottom barrel people, you know, <laughs> not, not the cream of the crop. Let me put it that way. Yeah. That's a little bit nicer. Not the cream of the crop. He continues looking back. I really regret the way I treated her. I regret it more than anything else in my life. I'm so lonely these days. I would gladly take her company. In fact, I would worship her and treat her like a princess. I was so happy that year when I would stay up till three or four in the morning to talk to her. I felt yes. But you didn't know about the peace. It felt so warm when she told me she loved me. I would get butterflies in my stomach. It felt like I was in a romantic comedy. And I've never... I mean, if you met with her in person, you'd be getting some other things in your stomach if you... Catch my drift. Experience that feeling again. So he wants her back because he's lonely. That's it. That's the thing. It's like, reading that paragraph, I was like, so he doesn't... He doesn't so much want her because he liked those quali- like of any qualities that this trans woman had. It was more like, oh, I'm, I realized I couldn't do any better kind of thing, right? Like, that's so scary. Yeah, I'm alone, yeah. Yeah. So... He has Asperger's! 
Time started moving really fast after that. Subjectively, the next five years felt like one year, and I can't remember much about them. My mom was diagnosed with cancer, and I hired someone to take care of her because I was too busy drinking, gaming, and fapping, which is all I did. Where is he getting this money from? Where's the money? Yeah, and then two, he, so he did start drinking because he said he didn't go to bars before because he didn't drink. I guess he started drinking to cope with his shitty life. But this is another thing. is like the whole the idea of having a stay-at-home son that um, doesn't take care of his mom. You know, it's like how many there are so many women who live with their parents and their mom and they, the daughters usually. T- they should have some sort of queer eye show, but it's like Andrew Tate eye for the retard guy or something like that. You take know? care of the parents and the sons just don't like, yeah. you know, like that's just like so he's a leech, basically. Um, he's so so much of a leech. He can't even take care of his mom with cancer. Like that's why, again, less, my sympathy meter is drastically falling. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Too busy drinking, gaming, and fapping. He says, I was depressed, and I used that as an excuse to never try to change. I'd get up at 2 or 3 p.m. and stay up until 5 or 6 a.m. drinking, gaming, and fapping. Ironically, I started getting into transgender porn. I think it's because I got bored of normal irony porn, and, I, and it didn't arouse me anymore. My alcoholism kept getting worse. He's a full-on coomer. It's like this, yeah, this is the criticism of a lot of porn is that like it can be not just addictive to guys, but that it just changes their baseline level of sexual attraction. It gives them... Um, they want more and more unusual things. Yeah, seek out more extreme things in order to get aroused. And Hey, transgenderism is not extreme. What is extreme about a woman with a penis? Huh? Nothing. It's not healthy for them and definitely not for society. I do think it's hilariously like this sort of bitter irony that he broke up the, with the only girlfriend he's ever had because she's transgender and then he ends up getting into trans porn. Yeah, all these exit ramps he missed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so many decisions he could have made. Boy, does he have egg on his face, huh? Differently, that could have made his life better, and he just didn't make those decisions. So, again, minimal sympathy. So, he writes, The year I turned 31, my mom died. I got so depressed, I became a full-time alcoholic. I would drink till I passed out, and when I was hungover, I would drink so it would go away. I walked around naked in the house I inherited, carrying a bottle of booze and pretending I was a character from an anime or a game. Damn, that's just dark. This is, shit is pretty dark. <laughs> just want to pause. So again, like even at like rock bottom. I mean, it gets worse actually. But right now, I would consider this rock bottom. So even rock bottom, he's still fantasizing about being a main character. Right? Oh my god. Oh, I spent man. the rest of my time. <laughs> the rest of my time, I spent jerking off i developed all sorts of weird fetishes including feet and armpits and i even started Ew. jerking off to gay porn because straight porn didn't do it for me anymore <laughs> what the fuck he just was like i'm gay now that is that what happens with asperger's it just turns out he goes crazy i just got so bored that i'm gay now Four years, four years of this lifestyle i managed to seriously damage my liver and i had to go to the hospital Oh no! Oh, and he still did this after you know his poor mom, bless her soul, passed away, yeah. and he inherited a whole house, and he's still this useless. Like, yeah, and this and this just goes to show, like when people say, right, we need to give, um, you know, people who are homeless or down on their luck, we need to just give them more money. That's a very simplistic view of looking at it. For some people, yes, giving them more money and resources will help, but for other people, they it's just not going to help. There needs to be a bigger intervention. This guy needs more than money to get him out of, you know, whatever hole he was in. Because it clearly wasn't the problem. The problem was, I guess, in his case, it was... Shout out to the three people that just unsubscribed. I appreciate you all. ...was his mindset and his, you know, lack of drive and clearly some, you know, past trauma from high school that was causing it. But just giving people money is not going to solve the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Problem. He inherited a whole last house and he still did nothing. 
Yeah, he could have sold the house, used that to use that money to like I don't know, get a less expensive house or something, and then you know get his education. Gone back to school. I mean, he's this guy sounds way too far gone. Like this guy needs like like boot camp or some shit. Like even people who work hard, like they you know not everybody is in a position to inherit a house. Like he was in a very very good position at the time his mom passed yeah. away financially, and he's still pissed up the wall. Yeah, it continues. He says. At this point, a distant uncle from my father's side of the family heard of me and paid for me to go into a special rehab program. Here I spent a year and a half getting sober. I made A year and a half getting sober? What? I thought rehab was a month. I made a few friends, but we weren't especially close. They had more interesting lives. They all had girlfriends or wives. I had nothing going on. I had nothing to talk to them about except for alcoholism. By the way, I'd fallen out of touch with my online friends many years ago, so these guys were my first friendly contact in years. Can't you just make new online friends? Yeah, aren't um, like sorry, I know that seems weird. Isn't it super easy to make friends online? Like Yeah. Not to have like a let them eat cake moment, but it is super easy to make friends. <laughs> but yeah, it's like how do you how are you so antisocial you can't make You can't even make online friends. Friends online. Online friends. Yeah, this is bad, man. Yeah. First of all, I want to say this guy's actually extremely lucky, first of all, to have a mom that supported him financially all these years who could get him a job yeah. that he could inherit a house and savings from, and having an uncle on his father's side. Like this guy's in a pr- semi privileged situation. Like there's a lot of people who are in his situation who or there's a lot of people if they were in that situation they'd be homeless right now right yeah like he's got so many people in his life even though he thinks he's super alone and has nothing he actually has like people in his life who are you know saving him from the consequences of his own bad choices yeah it's great and, and some people who study the homeless will note that a lot of people become a lot of men especially become homeless because their female caretaker dies usually their mother or their sister or they piss them off so much. Other, or they burn their bridges. They burn their bridges, right? They first piss them off so much that they no longer allowed to live with them. And so it's like... This guy needs the shit kicked out of him. They have options. They just don't choose those options, which is a mental and emotional problem. And it's not always like as simple as like, oh, they have a mental illness. Some of it is like like extreme delusional narcissism that they're like special somehow. Honestly, this might sound make me sound like a terrible person, but I think men like this... You are. This can't be saved. I think the only thing that can be done about them is just to allow them to perish on their own time. I don't believe we should, like, go in and, like, obviously we shouldn't slaughter people for being like this, but, like, they're going to just not reproduce because, again, they don't have the drive to find a wife. They're not going to have kids. And I think it's just better if their bloodline dies out, honestly. That's just probably the best thing for society. Called natural selection. I mean, that's kind of how it works, doesn't it? The thing is, it's like, what what else are they going to do? A lot of these guys will... I just, if this, these were chicks, they would not, if this was a woman, they would not talk this way about her. And even close, wouldn't even be in a fucking ballpark of this type of discussion. Just commit petty crime so they can go to jail for a little while and get three squares a day. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, there's just no... Honestly, and that would be like a better situation for them than whatever the fuck this is. Like, um... Yeah, no, no, I don't know. The thing is, is like people only want to, people will only change or improve if they want to change or improve. And men like this, they do not want to change or improve, right? So they won't, (laughs) right? And if there's, and also if there's a big, maybe he does want to, maybe he just can't. Enough like consequence as well. Another, I guess, criticism of the homeless hostel that I worked at anyway, and I think others as well, is that there was just no consequence if they didn't show up to their support sessions, if they didn't get a job. You know, sometimes like the hostel would even like collude with them to, you know, they'd be working but still be claiming benefits which was illegal there was no consequence for them yeah and it even got to the point where it was actually detrimental and self-destructive to their own life but they just didn't see a big enough need to change like they'd always complain i've got no money at the end of the month but they'd never think actually maybe i should get off benefits and get a job they'd never think that get a job yeah again like these people this type of person i mean they don't want to change they don't want to improve and if they don't want to change they won't yeah there's a lot of men like this too many of them like that Um, i've come across a lot of them 
deeply entitled kill them all right and this is why fds is i think the solution to all of society's problems maybe not all but a lot (laughs) of them because if it is the final solution women as a collective raise our standards and don't have sex with and don't have children with low effort shitty men you know men say oh there's gonna be a lot of single women at the end of the day who don't have kids well yeah i'd rather that than a bunch of women paired up with shitty men who will detract from their lives detract from their children's lives especially right so I mean, it's probably for the best of men like this. Just don't have families. Like, you know, the only men who deserve I mean, to have yeah, families and kids are men who are going to. Doesn't sound like this guy is like necessarily family material. Model, ambition, drive, and healthy relationship dynamics. It's really tough because, like, because this is like the hardcore conservative argument that you guys are making, right? So, and it's, it's yeah. And I'm, I used to call myself a Marxist. I guess, I guess I'm a conservative now. Because, no I'm kidding. Like the solution that conservatives have is like in, t- in tandem to them telling these guys to get up and get their ass up and that they deserve to be at the bottom. Five more likes on your channel membership. From the society is that like they think women should take a lesser role so that these guys can integrate. So like their solution is based on our oppression, which is like, well, they need to be motivated by the idea that they can get a girlfriend and they can get all these kinds of things. And I'm not sure where I stand on any of this. I'm just pointing it out because I don't. No, I think women should know. work yeah. and have our own. Uh, d- women's quality of life should already be. High. Okay, not sure I believe you do. And then the standard should be high for women. So that like, again, men are like, mm, like there's so many men that aren't going to meet that standard. Good. <laughs> that's the whole point let them All die the quality men should be allowed to have families yeah and i mean honestly i hate to sound like a conservative talking head but i'm not really coming at it from any <laughs> political angle i'm coming at it from a you know i guess like a pragmatic and a lived experience angle and everyone else who works in the hostel they they think the same as i do and they're definitely not like tories or uber conservative they just had years tories. of experience with dealing with these kinds of like primarily men i guess yeah that's true because it's especially my um my friends or relatives who've worked in like yeah, public facilities or whatever, you just start to understand that the so- half the time the sob stories that are presented are not true or greatly exaggerated because these people fundamentally don't want to ever have to take responsibility for their own lives or their choices. They just would never say any of this stuff if it was the world. And it can, it can be pathological. Yeah, and it's not to say that there aren't like systemic barriers for people who are low income or people who come from certain like marginalized backgrounds and so on. Mm. Those barriers definitely exist and it definitely makes things harder. Um, but the thing is, is like, you could have all the privilege in the world. Like this guy, he has a fucking mom who takes care of him, got him a job, an uncle who paid for his rehab. He had all these privileges. He had all of these privileges and he still chose not to take advantage of that and still chose to fail. It's, it's not a case of, I mean, it is one of those things you can't, at some point you can't help people. Some people cannot be helped. Try and failing. It's a case of not trying at all because you sounds like I'm fucking listening to Tucker Carlson right now, ladies think you're entitled to better that you've never proven to anyone that you deserve. Exactly. Like, this is a man who actually has a lot of things going for him in life, and he chose not to take advantage of them, and he just chose to, like, be a lazy piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, like, what can you say about that? Like, there's no systemic barriers keeping this guy from succeeding, right? <laughs> yeah, that's why a lot of work... I've noticed a lot of working class people, too. Like, it's very split when it comes to this subject, and um, because of the fact that, like, all of us can name some bums in our family where, like... Who don't even try. They just don't want to do shit. Yeah, yeah, and they don't even try. And on this, you know, and on the other hand, especially if you add things like racism, et cetera, like, but there's just a lot of guys that just see, like, well, everything's racist, or everything's, like... Like, oh, uh, uh, this job is beneath me. I want a career, et cetera, or I'm going to be a rock star or whatever they think they're going to do. I'm going to be a rap star. And they, you know, they, they put one song on SoundCloud and then don't do shit. And then mm. they're like, oh, well, I tried. Yeah. <laughs> Not hard enough, motherfucker. It's weird. And, yeah. and another thing is, it's like, it, we got to find this guy. It also sort of links back to the idea when, you know, men say, or men age like fine wine, my best years are ahead of me. It's like, well, possibly, but things also get a lot harder as you get older. Like, I know people who said, I'll go to you. Hey, female dating strategy in the chat. Welcome, ladies. Welcome back. Yes, the 40-year-old Neat. 
We're going to try and track this guy down, ladies. Uh, or I guess this is probably... I'm going to guess this is Roe again. That's always my guess, because Lilith, we, we know she's gone, and then uh, Savannah lives in England. 18. You know, they're now 30, and they still haven't gone. Like, you have to... <laughs> you know, sometimes you have to... <laughs> Very funny. Female dating strategy, but as listening to all your inevitable futures going, no, we're listening to this as a cautionary tale. Uh, although I'm sure there's a couple of us who might be like this, but maximize the opportunities that you get as a teenager and as a young adult because you literally won't get them again like life tends to get you know more complicated more difficult the older you get yeah inertia also sets in right like this guy the fact that he was so sedentary perpetuated his own sedentariness if that makes sense you know yeah it's a cycle like when you have no momentum there this is the reason why literally every religion hates laziness and sloth yeah (laughs) every religion and every culture throughout all of history every religion every philosophy yeah it's like there's just this absolute antagonism towards anybody who's lazy and i think it's because of the fact you can see that they don't do anything and then they just become a leech right and it's not even a leech because they can't it's because they don't yeah i feel bad for his mom like she like like no woman or any like no parent deserves to give like like birth to a child that is that useless quite frankly i mean it happens happens. yeah he couldn't even look after her when she was sick because he was too lazy yeah thankfully that's what death's for like you literally had one job and you couldn't do it I love how we're like barely even halfway through the story. Actually, no, just over halfway through the story, we're already like dragging him, talking about philosophy, talking about society, marginalization, yeah. oppression, systemic barriers, and all that stuff. This is just like one roast to screw up, basically. I mean, we're not even halfway through the story. Anyways, so continuing on. Um, when I got out of rehab, I wanted to give myself another chance to finally get a job and get my life together. I tried really hard. I used my savings to get a suit tailored. I had a professional review my resume, which had nothing on it except my basic details. Somehow, I actually got an interview. It was for a sales position. Okay, I relate. Okay, okay, no. <laughs> I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Okay. All right. Okay. It was for a sales position at a company that manufactured water coolers. Okay. When I showed up, the guy interviewing me was a 25-year-old who was the hiring manager for the whole firm in my state. He said he was intrigued by my unique background. Instead of work experience, my resume had a paragraph about how I got sober and was ready to reintegrate into society, and he wanted to hear more. So I told him the story of my life. It became clear he wasn't taking any of it seriously and had only called me in for his own amusement. Oh, that's not uh, nice. The whole time, it looked like he was... Does this guy kill himself or what? This is, this is sounding like this might be how this ends up. Barely suppressing his laughter. And when I concluded my tale, he actually laughed for a good 30 or so seconds in a clearly... Damn. Mal- <laughs> in, a clear, in a clearly malicious but weirdly jovial way. So I couldn't be clear if he was just joking around or intentionally making me feel like shit. It was probably both. He said he would call me back if they decided I was a good fit. I never got a call back. And since then, I've never tried to look for a job. Years have passed. I'm 40. I'm living the same life minus the alcohol. And when I write about my life story, I don't know where I went wrong. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> There's so many places where you went wrong, my friend. So many places where you could have made a better decision there, buddy. Okay. Yeah. Somehow, it seems I just went wrong everywhere. Correct. You, yes, that is the yeah. only correct thing you said this whole time. Yeah, every single thing. <laughs> All of it. I don't even know if this will help anyone. Well, it's helping us because, I mean, we get to make some content out of it. Um, mm. <laughs> I just wanted to get it out there. If it helps even one person, I'll be glad. Please let me at least be an example of what not to do. Don't turn out like me. My life is hell. Change while you can. And okay, his username so this is, is Waste of Space 406. This has been a cautionary tale of this guy. I wonder how he's doing. I wonder if there's some way we could catch up with him. werewolves. <laughs> so accurate. But you know, like, yeah. but you know, um, he's also still living off his mother's savings that he inherited. Bearing in mind she passed away like a decade ago. Can you imagine just how much money that she must have had if he's still living off it to this day? Yeah. In the comments, it's like, how do you support yourself now? And he replies, my mother's savings that I inherited. Jeez. It's so infuriating. And it's like, how much money did he inherit? 
that he's not done anything with his life, you know? In a decade. He could have started business, could have gotten education. It could, it could be life insurance, too, like, graduate- she died. He still hasn't even graduated high school? Female Dating Strategy Podcast says, I will be in a homeless shelter within five years. She, ah. she probably had the foresight. Possibly. To take life insurance on herself. Know. You never know how the cookie crumbles. To make sure her clearly dependent son wasn't destitute. Hopefully I can come stay at your house if stuff gets really bad. Maybe, yeah. Um, I mean, again, she sounds like a relatively smart... Female Dating Strategy says, hey, we're being impersonated. I'm not impersonating you. I'm absolutely... No, 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 we are, uh, we're just listening to your podcast. Capable, forethinking person, right? So, yeah, I don't know what happened with him. Like... A lot of people in this situation often blame the mom. And, you know, I mean, I don't know the whole situation, right? And yeah, there are moms that kind of treat their sons like a little prince and like never, you know, they don't try to force them to do the right thing until it's too late, you know, when they're like in their teens and 20s. Um, Most, I feel like with men, all the socialization has to be upfront, like under the age of 12, because after the age of 12, they stop giving a shit about what you think, right? So, I mean, there could be that. But in this situation, it sounds like she did the absolute best that she could. And he still turned out a fuck up, right? So I blame yeah. him. I mean, someone even said, but honestly, I feel the worst for your mother. She probably died either hating you or blaming and hating herself for you ending up this way. Mm-hmm. And that's really sad because yeah. it's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. How do you put a boot in your son's ass if you're a mom? Like, because, I mean. Your adult son. Yeah. She tried. Like, so- you just got to kick him out. That's so- really what you got to do is you just got to throw him to the wolves. Like, she, she really did her best. Yeah. Like some men, I don't know, like things like ambition and drive are actually largely genetic. By the way, if you're watching, once I catch up, I would love to come on the Female Dating Strategy podcast if you'll have uh, me. I can I can replace Lilith because she's gone and you needed a Canadian and I'm here. Fortunately, like it's, I don't know. Is it is it an Asperger's thing? Because I don't know enough of, about this type of particular part. No, because I, honestly, okay, okay. As, as I was reading the story and I was contemplating doing an episode for it, I was like, oh, are people going to get mad at us? Like, oh, you're just making fun of this autistic kid. No, there are plenty of autistic people who are hardworking contributing intelligent members of society yeah. myself right here who would not it actually feels insulting to autistic people to say that everything about the way that this guy is is because of i think well but again it varies like there are some autistic people who wear helmets all the time autism yeah it's actually <laughs> offensive but like nothing about being autistic means that you're going to turn out like this and there are plenty of men who turn out like this who are not autistic okay true so true. i don't think the, the autism you know maybe it makes it harder for him to socialize makes it harder for him to do certain things right and i i empathize with that that being said, the ambi- you know autism and, and ambition or drive have nothing to do with each other. Like they're completely separate traits, and so yeah, like it's unfortunate, but there are some people that are just born, or maybe maybe it's like fifty percent genetics, fifty percent socialization. I don't know. Could be nature nurture. Um, but yeah, there are some people that just don't have drive, that just don't have ambition. And Jeff, why'd you time out the female dating strategy podcast for three hundred seconds? We don't want to kick them out of here. Who timed them out? Untime them. I put the fake FDS dude in a timeout. Oh, that's not real? I think that's the real female dating strategy podcast, uh, Jeff. Oh, there's a fake one. Oh, it's a fake. Oh, gotcha. Thank you. I mean, I don't think they deserve to like suffer, but at the same time, it's like, come on, like you had so many chances, buddy. <laughs> you had so many things going for you. The other the other thought too, and this is again like more the conservative argument, is that like this is why I feel like single moms always end up getting blamed because they feel like that. If he had strong male role models in his life, he wouldn't have ended up like this. We don't know anything about his dad. Mm. And it seems like he just had some distant uncle finally checking on him when he was like in a coomer stupor. Because dad could have died when he was young. We know, we don't know that. Yeah, we don't know what happened with his dad. His dad could have been abusive. 
We have no idea what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Is that could have been shit. So that yeah, like some of that too was like dads a are important. Big question mark too about like yeah what what's up with this dude's dad that he just abandoned them and let his coomer some just be like a perpetual coomer asshole <laughs> let his coomer child turn into a coomer adult and now a coomer senior citizen like now um, a coomer middle aged man yeah coomer middle aged man and eventually a coomer senior citizen because uh, who are we kidding Can I just say I low key relate to the twenty five year old manager because I've been in that situation before I'm like <laughs> I'm in my mid I guess I don't know late twenties now I guess and yeah I mean I became manager when I was. Um, like 24, I think. So I was like quite young. And, you know, there have been times where, yeah, I'm like a really young manager. And then there's people on my team that are older than me and they think they're better than me just because they're older than me, even though they have like nothing to fucking show for it. That's it. Everything. Though. Like, they, you know, like they think just because comedy has a lot of that, too, where people are like, yeah, I've been doing it for 25 years. They're like, yeah, you suck still, though. They're older than me that they're the boss or, you know, think that they're entitled to shit. And they think, oh, well, you're young. Like, I don't know. Just the way he said, like this 25 year old who's a hiring manager for the whole firm in my state as if like yeah so what some people are just really young and hardworking. yeah yeah it seems weird he would manager would call him in to waste both their time unless the resume was like a really a joke like maybe the resume was really bad okay first of all like i personally and i've never heard of this where like I, if i saw a resume that i didn't like i would just wouldn't call them right most hiring managers yeah won't like call these sorts of people back um although there have been times where in my industry again sales like it's really high turnover I, you know it can be hard to get staff um, there are a lot of summers where, for example, especially summers where we would just be understaffed and, um, you know, I'd hire like maybe less than ideal candidates or people without a lot of job experience and stuff. And there've been so many people that I've hired, uh, especially women <sighs> where they ha didn't have any job experience because they were either like single moms or their, you know, their husband just died and so on. And a lot of these women ended up being great hires because, you know, they might not have much job experience, but they really had that drive, that motivation. They wanted to learn. They were really eager to improve and so on. Right. And so, and again, this is a very stark Sometimes gender gotta, difference where you got to take a chance, you know, you know, women with no experience for whatever reason, they often end up great hires men. I've, I mean, look, women are better than men. We get it. I, first of all, I, I preferentially hire women in general, but I can't think of a single because they're the best male employee I've ever had where I gave him a chance and he turned out well, like there was one guy I hired because he'd just gotten out of prison for like a drug charge. And oh, that's nice. Yeah. I, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> oh, that's another gender difference is like men who don't have any work experience. Generally, it's because they're either just in jail or they're like this guy where they're just lazy pieces of shit. Um, women who don't have any work experience, it's usually because like they got pregnant when they were really young and like, you know, it's not until their thirties that or forties that their kids are old enough and they can, you know, get work or their husband died or something like, or they have some kind of misfortune. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, you know, I had a hire once. She was like 50 and she was a housewife. She had no previous work experience. Um, but again, like she was a great hire because she really wanted to learn. She really liked working. She liked having her own money. Her husband had died. So yeah, I don't regret hiring at all. Debbie, she was a great lady. Anyways. Um, Shout out to Debbie. And then men in that situation, they usually suck <laughs> again. So, and that's why I think discriminating against men at work is morally justifiable. Anyways. So this is a really sad, a long winding sad tale. I relate to this hiring manager because I've been in that situation and yeah, fuck this guy. Um, I don't think he called him in to waste his time. He probably did call him to try to give him a chance. And then he probably, when he told his life story, it was probably like, I always knew I was the chosen one. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. And then the hiring manager probably immediately regretted giving him a chance. <laughs> and that's right, what he was let's, laughing let's at. Let's take this one home. Yeah, I can yeah. see what you You've never had a job, Almost right? Um, but no, actually, the guy the guy I hired who got out of prison for um, 
for a drug charge. He actually was a pretty good salesperson. Again, drug dealing, um, sales, it's like, it's a similar skill set, transferable skills. I don't know. If, is that true? I feel like drugs kind of sell themselves. That's kind of right? the point. Huh? So um, he wasn't that bad. That was the one exception. Because yeah, drug dealers actually have to work. Drug dealing isn't exactly an easy profession either. So yeah, it's a sales position. <laughs> he had relevant skills. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I would put that shit on my resume with no shame. Like if I was a convicted drug dealer, hell yeah. I believe there was like, a guy yeah, in Canada a who did that, who was like a huge time drug dealer. And then he got like arrested and got out of jail. And then on his resume, it was like, I ran like a multinational cocaine importation business. <laughs> you know what though? Actually, I, another hire that I had that I absolutely did not regret was actually uh, an autistic woman. Um, and it's because of this woman actually that I have a sort of soft spot, soft spot in my heart for autistic women, right? And she, again, I was kind of like wondering like, why would she apply for a sales job if she has, if she's autistic and hates talking to people? Um, but she ended up being, again, like she really, really improved because she really wanted to improve. Maybe you shouldn't be judging people. Improve, right? And she ended up being like, Maybe not the best salesperson, but she was pretty good, right? So, again, I don't want to blame his shitty behavior on the fact that he's autistic because there's tons of autistic people who are nowhere yeah. near as fucking shitty and are actually great people. So, <laughs> so yeah, I feel bad for this guy. Hopefully he gets his shit together, but who are we all kidding? You know what I just realized? This is the type of person... I'm going to look at his profile, see if he harasses FDS, because this is the type of person who would spend their entire day crusading against the FDS mods because they have nothing better going on in their life, right? Like, as FDS mods, they're... <laughs> Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Like, if he was at least out committing crimes, he'd be like, even though you wouldn't necessarily call it a quote benefit to society, he at least would have probably some kind of uh, support system somewhere because he'd go to jail and then he could like make some buddies in jail. You know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, it's not just that, but like, you know, I don't know. There have been so many times as FDS mods where we'd be in the group chat. Like, who are all these people who spend like 16 hours a day harassing us? Like, do they not have jobs? They don't. They don't. They're they like die. this guy. They probably hang out in anti-worker and neat. And then they're like, oh, you know what? I don't have anything going on in my life. You know what will give me meaning in life? Harassing these random women off of Reddit. Like, so, okay, can I tell you something funny? I just looked at his Reddit, by the way. I have some good news, uh, but he did not harass them. So I clicked on this guy's profile. I wanted to see if he had any history of harassing FDS. He does not. Okay, so maybe this guy doesn't harass FDS. But his post one year after the one that we just read, title is, Lost My Virginity Last yeah. Night, Age 40. Yeah. And it was removed, so I can't read the body of the post, unfortunately. But the comments, top comment is, You fool! If you had kept your virginity until death, you would have been reincarnated as an isekai protagonist, and now you've lost your chance. I plan on keeping my virginity for the next life, where I'll marry a kitsune girl in the lands of Gensokyo. What? <laughs> Man, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> weird internet sub neat subculture language yeah. and none of us understand yeah, weird internet subculture huh pot this guy and i'm gonna guess it was probably paid even yeah. though the post is removed that's likely the case someone just straight up said i doubt it honestly <laughs> <laughs> another comment how does the pussy feel when your cock go inside it <laughs> Nice. Oh, oh no. my god. Oh Honestly, my like, god. If you ladies are still hanging around on Reddit and you ever get sad about the trolls in your DMs or on the post, this is what they are. So don't feel bad, ladies. Just don't because high value men episode. are not the subreddit, getting outraged and making End you know, it. making the subreddits or making YouTube videos crying about our content. They're just End not doing it. that. So yeah. Oh my god, I'm just going through the comments on this and like Oh my god, there's so many bad comments. But this has been a long enough this has been a long enough episode. We're over You're an hour damn now. Damn right, um, it is. Maybe, yeah. we'll, maybe we'll drag some more neat posts another day. 
<laughs> yeah, nudism. This is real sad. <laughs> They're on our radar now. They're on our radar. So yeah, I just want them all to know that uh, we don't feel bad for them. We Wait. laugh at their misery, and I hope they continue to suffer. <laughs> See you next week, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. That was episode fifty-nine. Everybody of the Female Dating Strategy Podcast. I don't know if they're still in the chat with us, but they joined us for a minute. We had an imposter that came in. It was there's just. There's just so much going on. But I did find the post that they're referencing. Uh, it's from two years ago. It was posted a few weeks after this post, the last episode. It says uh, on r slash neat. It says, lost my virginity last night, age 40. I posted here a few weeks ago about how I'd become a 40-year-old virgin. Neat. I really got a surprising response on that post. And a lot of you commented on it or reached out to me. I want to thank you all, first off, for the well wishes and advice. I'm taking it to heart. A week after I made my post, I received a message on here from a woman who said she had a fetish for older virgins. As it so happened, she was from a neighboring state. After days of chatting and getting to know each other, we scheduled to meet. Yesterday, she drove out to my town and came over to my place. Well, the rest is history. I won't lie. I behaved really awkwardly and had trouble getting and maintaining an erection. Thankfully, she was understanding and helped me through every step of the way. After the deed was done, we ordered some pizza and I opened a bottle of non-alcoholic champagne. I'm sober. I had bought earlier to toast the occasion. We played some Mario Kart and then went to bed. In the morning, we went for round two, after which I got her breakfast at McDonald's and saw her off. I wasn't expecting to feel different after losing my virginity. I thought that after 40 years, it would be more symbolic than anything. But I do feel slightly different. Not as if a weight has been lifted off my shoulders, but as, but as if some gear in a mechanism deep down inside of me has shifted. It's peculiar. The morning after, I saw things in a new light. Whether this feeling will last, who can say? But I felt things in the past couple of days I never thought it was possible to feel. Um, there you go. Uh, he, he got it in. Congrats. Uh, congrats to him. He got it, and that was episode 59 of the Female Dating Strategy Podcast. Uh, They're still in the chat. What's up? Uh, All right. On to episode 60 of the Female Dating Strategy. They stopped numbering them. Bro, why'd you stop numbering these podcasts at some point? It's hard to keep track. I just do them in order now, but... We're, we're, we're catching up. Uh, the next episode, this one, I think this might be a skip. But as always, I allow the people to decide uh, whether or not we'll skip. I'll even let Female Dating Strategy podcast vote as well. But this episode, episode 60, Reddit exit, why FDS is abandoning Reddit and you should too. I guess they hate Reddit. Uh, don't vote yet. You don't even know. Some of you are voting before you even know. Uh, you're wasting your vote. So anyways, here we go. What's up, queens? Welcome to the Female Dating Strategy Podcast, the meanest female-only podcast on the internet. I'm Ro. I'm Savannah. And I'm Lil. Do we know that it's the meanest podcast? I mean, I guess the last episode was them shitting on a dude with Asperger's. Yeah, maybe it might be. What's this episode about, ladies? Rexit! So basically, fuck Reddit. Why we're getting the hell off Reddit. Demonetized in this video because we're already swearing less than 30 seconds in. Uh, I think they're back on Reddit. But I don't care. It's worth it. I don't care if it gets demonetized. I'm so over Reddit. I'm so over Reddit. Yeah, I'm done. Damn it, shit, fuck! (laughs) (laughs) 
money swear words in the first 30 seconds. If this is getting demonetized anyways, we're getting as many swear words in there as we can. Okay. Um. So Reddit came out with a post recently on online harassment of women. Let me pull it up. Hold on. Okay. So just summarize it because it's, it's, it's a lot of horseshit. Quite frankly, everything they're saying is lies and unimportant. So long story short, Reddit has been trying to quote unquote scale up their safety enforcement mechanism. So basically trying to protect their user base from harassment and spam. And they recently and we don't made like a post that, on FDS? There's a problem with their this? Reddit security page called the prevalence of hate directed at women. So they said over the last couple of years, we've been focused on doing more to understand and address the particular challenges faced by certain groups of users in the platform. This started with our first prevalence of hate study and then our later prevalence of Holocaust denialism study. We'd like to share the results of our recent work to understand the prevalence of hate directed at women. And this wait, are they leaving Reddit because there's Holocaust? denialism is what they said their key goals are the key goals of this work were to understand the frequency at which hateful content is directed at users perceived as being women including trans women <coughs> understand how other redditors respond to this content understand how redditors respond differently to users perceived as being women including trans women <coughs> understand how reddit admins respond to this content then what they proceed to do is define what they mean by hateful content and they're saying it's misogynistic slurs as well as content as reported or action is hateful along with some indicator that was different. What about calling guys scrotes? Is that hateful? What about calling a man negative value? Directed at women. It's like they try to create these I mean, it's funny. parameters of the study. And they only looked at certain subreddits that they said were women-focused and trans-inclusive. That was the biggest mistake. They completely ignored female dating strategy and how we get so much misogynistic abuse including from trans people it actually it's the it's the trans community that's the most actively hateful hateful towards fds other than ah, and this is why we love you normal men i guess are the most hateful towards fds and normal men what is a normal man whoa 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 i'm almost gonna fall out of my chair so you're saying that a trans man is not a normal man or a trans i, I don't even <laughs> Jeez, ladies. Close second is trans women. And so right out the gates, the premise of the study is rigged. Basically, all the study says is that on women-oriented communities, when misogynistic slurs are posted, it's recorded and reported something like 12 times as often as general Reddit public. Oh, like we didn't fucking know that already. Us on FDS, we'll post like the most normal take ever about like dating tips on how not to get like raped or murdered. And then men report that as violence against men. Women's self-protection content being reported as violence against men. So duh, yeah. Content created by women gets reported at extremely high levels because the reporting system gets abused. The reporting system isn't used to actually report abusive content. It's for abusive people to harass and abuse groups that they don't like harassing women 100 and like oh. some of the things that they'll report us for like you know sexual content involving minors all that sorts of stuff it's just so disingenuous but it still gets counted as a report according to reddit they report the worst possible thing so they're just getting hate reported a lot ah we have so much more in common than we have you could be being done on reddit for just to make sure that reddit keeps looking at those reports because i think there's some reports that are handled by bots and then other ones that are handled by reddit admin so like it could be any given any given post and they'll re report it for like child sexual abuse materials right and they'll do that just like over and over again to create the illusion that we're posting a bunch of bad content meanwhile actual child sexual abuse content doesn't get reported as much because the people who have the time and the bandwidth to spend that much time reporting people like normal people don't do that right like only crazy people do that right whoa 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 
so you've got a bunch of mentally they're not crazy disturbed men on reddit who are mass reporting content by women that they don't like and women because we have lives and kids and shit to do more important shit to do with our time we don't have the time or the bandwidth or desire or motivation to spend that kind of time mass reporting men's content or misogynistic content and even if we did like reddit is a male dominated site the average reddit user is a male in his 20s or 30s so it wouldn't even make much of a difference like 70 percent of them yeah and probably a neat as well so <laughs> oh also that's not for lack of trying like fds reddit moderators have been reporting abusive content we have a subreddit called ban female hate subs and we have been actually mo- mobilizing in an attempt to get rid of misogynistic content rape porn really fucked up like reddit is mostly well, maybe not mostly like what 30 40 percent of porn site right it's got to be more it's got to be more more than that surely a very large chunk of it anyways but so yeah we do have some women who spend some time reporting and that goes nowhere I'll keep the uh, poll up for another five minutes. Like nothing fucking happens. Like we, like men will send me vote away and like the stream. I'll give away another channel membership at 150 likes. Were somewhat threats, whatever. Maybe one times out of ten will their account get banned or face any kind of consequences. Most of the time, I get a message back saying like this content, reported content, didn't violate Reddit terms of service. Blah 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 blah. And I'm just like, again, double middle fingers to Reddit. Fuck you. This whole study is just so offensive to me, and I'm so angry. Fuck Reddit. Uh... Yeah. So it's twofold. So they're saying both that women's communities end up having to report a lot more of the hateful content but they're also claiming that the hateful content is like evenly spread between the two communities yeah which is bullshit <laughs> no which is such bullshit the women-oriented communities are getting reported much more yeah they clearly tried to like take a scalpel and create with shit data no, exactly they took a scalpel and created parameters that would let them off the hook and give them like the least amount of work while looking like they're giving lip service to women on their website in addition to uh, the fact that not even just with the actual post, it's just the volume of people that report harass women users, right? Like that women users are being reported people in their DMs, sending them hateful messages, et cetera. And we used to post these on our FDS super fans. I mean, it would just be like, I'm gonna mow you down with my car. I'm going to rape you and your whole family. I'm going to kidnap you and put you in a breeding farm. I'm going to disembowel the three of you. Like we got one that we actually, I think someone sent it to the FBI because it was so graphic about how he wanted to slowly disembowel us. Yeah. All three of them though, they live in all different countries. That would be so much work to disembowel them. I think he meant figuratively. They're going to take a machete to our heads. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to lock you in your house and uh, burn your entire house and your family to the ground. I'm going to find your dogs. I'm going to rape your dogs. I'm going to kill them and then kill you. Truly unhinged, truly unhinged people, really. Yeah, that's pretty unhinged to send a fucking mod on a subreddit you know the fucked up thing is like i used to actually post some of the dms when i was like a new young naive fresh like idealistic fds mod i used to post some of the fucked up dms that i got from men on fds superfans but that just made men send me more misogynistic views because they wanted to get featured on fds Mm. superfans like they see it as like a sort of badge of honor like oh my god i sent something so fucked up to an fds mod that i got posted on the fds subreddit like that's the only way that they're ever gonna get posted on fds i guess so again it just creates this really perverse incentive so then i had to start ignoring Female Dating Strategy Podcast says males are a terrorist group, honestly. Yeah. Them or like if I did complain it if if I got for example a lot of like sissy hypno porn and complained about that we have what what porn hypno porn had certain subreddits going like oh FDS is inciting uh, trans panic or something like that and it's like we can't talk about an entire community that's harassing and bullying us because uh, it's such a mind fuck. Man, it's funny that the trans hate FDS so much. That that is, it's like a, so fucked up. Okay, though. so people are calling them out in the comments especially female moderators or female subs like there's a couple of uh, comments here that are exactly our experience so this one said <laughs> from bright glow up how is this real life i am one of these targeted women and around the time you posted this reddit suspended my accounts again they ignore i've spent my entire reddit tenure 
three to four years now exclusively fighting and reporting and building communities for women. I have said I've been repeatedly targeted with weaponized reporting just for doing what I do and doing it with a strong voice. All I've gotten was several years of admins blowing me off, using clearly false reports as grounds to suspend, validate the men who threaten while acting like I'm some kind of criminal. I do this work offline in real life and online, but Reddit admin has been so adamant with all this bad faith while all the men who openly organize this are protected. This post has suspiciously close relationship in timing of my accounts being suspended without cause. My pro-women anti-misogyny accounts. Does this post mean women like me have a means to be protected on Reddit or have a way to be finally reviewed? Or is this just Reddit saying they know women What's a pro? They're yeah. being attacked and no meaningful action for several years. Reddit literally bans three small but very active women subs using the target weaponized reporting of misogynists and don't want to hear it when mods send proof. These men organize on Reddit, Discord, and offsite. The amount of abuse, stalking, insults allowed by Reddit silences non political, non hateful female spaces just because men told them to is unbelievable, which is our experience too. They spam the subreddits with bannable content. And if you believe some of the formal mods of other subreddits, female oriented subreddits, certain types of power mods, they were actually spamming them with child pornography, allegedly, spamming them with bannable content and reprehensible content to do two things to moralize the mods make them traumatized from some of the shit they saw quite frankly and then also to flood it's fucking war out here huh ladies god damn reporting system so that sub gets flagged as a bannable sub so a lot of female subreddits that were focused on female issues got swept up in a bunch of different band waves because of these coordinated attacks from people offsite and yeah, them and legion of skanks got taken Reddit down, admins huh? don't give a shit because quite frankly a lot of those guys are power mods meaning free li- free labor and what they're called on reddit are called reddit jannies reddit janitors meaning like they're just losers that sit in their basement all day and do nothing good mod reddit basically maybe that guy from the previous thing that's what he could do Neats. listen to our episode about that <laughs> link in bio Neats, yeah. Neats. on needs <laughs> that so that's their that's their workforce right so they don't they let these guys do whatever they want and weaponize use their fucking tiny reddit power against women basically like there's this weird relationship on between neats sexually predatory men and like hating women it's like they need these people for free labor and so they don't want to put any limitations on their behavior and that just allows the grooming and fucked up predatory sexual shit to proliferate case in point amy challoner <laughs> slight before we get to that there was a subreddit or there is a subreddit called our ben female hate subs which has been also targeted for a coordinated attack to get it banned because what that subreddit does is it documents all of the misogynist i still don't get it though because like everybody on reddit's like anonymous isn't are they like can't you just get kicked off of reddit and just start a new rape one? porn like honestly the most horrific shit you've ever seen or heard of in your life like i'm somewhat mentally scarred i guess forever having known some of this stuff exists some of the stuff that was on there is truly stuff of nightmares they have like porn where women are being dismembered they have like, what elaborate drawings of like women being sexually disemboweled and this stuff is allowed to be on reddit and what's really shocking is when you like drawing go to these subreddits it's just a number of subscribers it's thousands sometimes millions of subscribers to these subreddits they're huge yeah so reddit knows about them so it's not like this is a tiny subreddit that that would go under the radar they know it's millions of subscribers to extremely graphic gory violent racist misogynist porn that they say is perfectly fine while they let all of these guys launch massive coordinated attacks against women and let the manosphere fester on reddit for what a decade now until it resulted in real world violence that's the incels that's migtow that's red pill etc right so even migtow is still around it's just quarantine like red pill is still around on reddit it's just hey female dating strategy podcast we're all waiting to catch up to the andrew tate episode i know you're in the chat right now is there an andrew tate episode where you guys cover him quarantined you can still view it yeah what i think is really fucked up is that like all of that shit on reddit is seen as fine but if you're a lesbian who refuses to take dick that's considered hate on reddit that's transphobic i don't care what anybody says that is transphobia right and then those accounts and those subreddits get banned right that's what i mean about reddit having a fundamentally skewed moral compass right so part uh, of the band wave- seems pretty uh pretty good moral compass right there they're they protect trans people at all costs even if it's at the expense of a lesbian the female subs was female subreddits that were dedicated to lesbians who wanted to date other 
ladies and ladies classic, right? The, the classic definition of women, right? Guys, I mean, ladies, that's so fucked up. You can't say shit like that. You can't say ladies classic. Like there used to be a type of lady and there's a new type of lady. There's just there's just women. That's it. So Reddit basically decided that women organizing themselves, lesbians organizing. Oh, there's no Andrew Tate episode. Ah, disappointing. Disappointing news, everybody. To just date lesbians is a hate crime. And that the trans community, again, because a lot of them are, are basically Doreen the dog walker, they're neats who are perpetually online, don't have any real friends. And I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to detail any of their names or any specific people. But if you Google, you can find extensive, extensive documentation on some of the Reddit power moderators who are part of this group of trans women who are either like wife beaters or pedophiles. Yeah, this is like Tucker Carlson. They're literally like there's a trans lobby out there that's controlling things. Or have various other, like, history of committing sex crimes. Um, I'm not going to name any names. Including Amy Challenger, who we will talk about because that one's public. But there's other ones who are... And we're not going to dox them. But if you know, you know. If you know, you know. And basically what they did was they coordinated attacks against any type of lesbian spaces, pushed all the lesbians off the site and said, you can't have... Like, you're not allowed to have a space where you like ladies. Ironically, all of the subreddits for porn that are featuring women... You're allowed to say women only. They're allowed to say females only. Or cis women only, yeah. Exactly. So once again, it's like a completely and totally unfair treatment between the women on the site and the men on the site. If the men want to only masturbate to women and only talk and like be sexually objectifying to female lesbians only. <laughs> yeah, even lesbian. Even our, actually our lesbians is actually porn, by the way. So it's not even like a, a general discussion for lesbians. I mean, if I went to our lesbians and I just got like, hey, what are your favorite types of overalls? I'd be like, yeah, this is not what I was looking for. Women. So all of the major lesbian subreddits are actually porn. That's fine. You can be a woman on there and Reddit won't say shit. But if you're a lesbian and you only want to look at ladies and you only want to talk to ladies, Reddit will ban you because they find that to be discriminatory. This is documented. They've been doing this for years. Yeah, for years. So that's why this whole study that's come out recently about we want to try to reduce hate against females or people who are perceived to be female. Fuck you. It's bullshit. <laughs> too little, too late. And it's not It's not genuine because, like I said, they cherry picked the subreddits they were looking at. Right. Let's be clear about this. They refuse to look at any of the harassment towards female subreddits that are specifically for women's issues. It's very based. Very based. Yes. Specifically, there's been stuff like endometriosis, polycystic ovarian syndrome that got massive amounts of harassment from during the dog walkers on Reddit. <laughs> Meaning like they, to the, I'm not kidding. To the point where they had to shut down their subreddits. I like how this is like a stand in for a type of person. And there's no way that like to say it without saying it because I'm like, obviously you can't misgender these people. But like when we're, we're saying women, we're not saying people. like a person who looks like they've actually transitioned. We're seeing a type of person who looks like they're probably. Where it's a power trip. It's so obviously a power trip. It's a power trip. I wonder if they do a thing. Do you guys do one on the teacher in Oakville in, in Canada? The big ass fake titty teacher? Because I guess your issue is they just have to be passing whatever that means. And they're a sexual predator. During the Doc Walker is a sexual predator who stays on Reddit. He's a power mod. There's a bunch of people who are specifically like Doreen, who are creating very hostile environment Ooh. for women. Now, I don't, I don't want to purport to say this is reflective of the entire trans community, but it is very reflective of the trans community on Reddit specifically. Yeah. Like, so probably also in real. Life. So that's just something to keep in mind. So. So yeah, so anyways, like I think a couple months ago, when was this like last summer when the Amy Challoner thing blew up? <sighs> yeah. So anybody who's been on Reddit long enough which should, would not have been surprised that they hired Amy Challoner. So who is Amy Challoner? You guys want to explain because I've been talking a while. 
<laughs> oh yeah, Amy Challoner basically... Did you want me to explain it? Is this person British too? Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, so Amy Challoner is a well-known British trans activist and they were known, or, or their father was actually known for basically keeping two underage girls, they must have been about 10 years old or something, basically subjecting them to extreme sexual abuse and the father eventually went to prison. Amy Challoner, you know, as a result of their Challoner. actions, they've been suspended from several political parties in the UK. When that came out, they were suspended from the Green Party and they accused the Green Party of transphobia, even though they're the most probably trans liberal party in the UK. It became apparent that Amy Challoner was aware of what their father was doing to those little girls and they pretended that they didn't know. So anyway, uh, Reddit decides to make Amy their flagship good, employee. This Good use of pronouns though, Savannah. Time last year. It was like eight months ago, I think. Yeah, it was like August. No, well, before that, Amy Challoner was a power mod on Reddit. Oh, yes. Yeah. And Amy Challoner's husband was as well a power mod on Reddit. And they also modded things like baby diaper fetish porn. And and this this mod, by the way, also moderated uh, subreddits for kids and for LGBT kids specifically. And also furry diaper baby porn while also yeah. with the children. So, But let's also talk about Amy Challoner's husband, Nathaniel. Wood chipper for her. Right. They pulled up some absolutely disgusting receipts from him basically talking <sighs> about child porn you know making up incest and child porn writing child erotica yeah child erotica it's not possible that amy didn't know about nathaniel's perverted interest in children as well which was just why when reddit decided to hire them it was just seen as a ridiculously bad decision to the point where this was probably the only time i've seen subreddits from across the spectrum like meaning fds actually <laughs> was actually i guess in solidarity with like 99 percent of reddits when um you know we all took our subreddits private to protest at the hiring decision because it was just so so, and you and you just know how fucked up your decision making is. If ninety nine percent of Reddit, bearing in mind that a lot of Reddit are, are like are like perverts, like misogynists themselves, if even they're thinking are. what the fuck, that's when you know that you fucked up big time. Everyone was private until Steve Huffman himself, the CEO of Reddit, had to come out and make a statement, which was massive bullshit, by the way. That said, this person is no longer employed with Reddit, et cetera, et cetera. Probably just under an alt now. Probably, and I think I know they gave some kind of bullshit reason as well. And the reason they even got caught. Oh, here's the other thing. The reason like Amy Challoner even got caught, and people started drawing attention to the fact that. Uh, uh, she worked for Reddit is because she started banning anybody who posted links to news stories about her family. Criticizing Amy Challoner. Criticizing her family. And these are like news links to ma major news sources, right? Like The Guardian, like anything that came from major news. Because remember, this is a huge story. Yeah, complete power trip. And they made a claim that like, oh, we have this bot that bans content that does... We, we have this new function or algorithm that bans stalking or harassment or whatever. And Ch Amy Challoner is a victim of stalking and harassment or doxing or whatever, right? Which like when people started picking that apart, they were like, wait, so you've had this like incredible tool supposedly this whole time and you've chosen not to use it on this millions of other examples bullshit it's a lie it's a straight up lie right so that that's the thing when reddit gets called out for something they fucking lie again this bullshit study is another example of like lying by omission and various other types of it's just it's so dishonest sounds like something a little rotten over there reddit like at its core right they don't yeah, actually sucks. give a shit about harassment about against women they just want to appear like they're doing something about it. And also when the shit went down as well, they tried to say that they didn't know about Amy Challoner's background. People who'd applied for Reddit were coming out and saying this is horseshit because they asked for references. <laughs> so, and you could just do a Google search and all of the shit with their father, with their pedophile husband, it will all come out. So you can't tell me that Reddit didn't know that they just hoped that we wouldn't care, but people did care and that's why they started to backtrack. So yeah, I want to take, I want to pull over real quick and just talk about why it sucks to be an FDS moderator. So you kind of have an idea of all of the challenges that come along with being a Reddit. I feel like just being a moderator of anything on Reddit would be, just be a nightmare. Moderator. Specifically an FDS moderator, a woman on Reddit in general, and then the absolute nonsery coming from Reddit admins on purpose, deliberately. Amy Nonsery? Nice. Calendar was that. responsible personally before 
she was hired by Reddit for targeting specifically female only subs. A lot of those female only subs got banned. And then a lot of those users migrated to FDS and then started, some of them were posting bannable content as well as the trolls posting bannable content, which made the workload for Reddit moderators, for the FDS Reddit moderators just explode even more so than it already was. And it was already bad. Okay. So to be transparent, I, Lilith, demodded myself, I don't know, like six months ago or something like that. Um, because being a Reddit moderator is just too depressing and also just a waste of my time. Like I have better, I have like a job, I have a relationship, I have friends, I have like actual things that add value to my life that I would rather spend my time doing than fighting incels and like assigning flares. Like the whole, re- the most time consuming thing. Assigning flares? Is that what being a moderator is about? You get yeah, a being flare. an FDS moderator is going through the mod queue and approving posts and assigning flares. And we have the flare system to avoid uh, letting men, basically to post on the FDS subreddit, you have to have a flare. And you get a flare by commenting and then we see your comments and eventually like the moderators can see your contents and eventually we'll give you a flare if we're pretty confident that you're a woman, right? Unfortunately, when there's no flare system, men just spam the subreddit with just constant misogynistic abuse we don't want our users to have to like our fds members have to see that men really do ruin everything that shit, and that's why we have the flare system right and also so we don't get banned because if it goes through and we don't catch it and the mods don't catch it we also get dinged for that by reddit admins exactly so yeah like oh, men- what a nightmare so they gotta actually just monitor every single post and approve it even all the bullshit ones and go through them constantly posting bannable content this has been a thing ever since fds was born basically in like 2019 was men posting bannable content porn various other fucked up stuff on the fds subreddit to try to get fds banned lots of penises yeah we saw i can't tell you i've saw more dick pics as an fds reddit mod than the all of the dick pics in the rest of my life combined like (sighs) sounds like i might want to be an fds mod male dicks and girl dicks yeah yeah what a lot of girl dicks too like like dicks peeking out from underneath a little schoolgirl costume or whatever like ew like just or like just hanging out from the side of like some frilly pink panties like god like these are the images that are burned in my mind forever and i hate it (laughs) i hate it so fucking much um being an fds moderator traumatized me honest to god and if you look at the other fds mods like the original fds mods are long gone they either moved on or got like married and some of them have kids now and shit so like they're again like we have better things to do with our time than be a reddit moderator yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know what yeah. else to say it just sucks so bad it's so time consuming and so hostile and i'd rather spend my time doing other things yeah, the shelf life stinks. of an fds moderator on reddit is less than a year and it's like a fucking nfl running back being an fds moderator is like the same career as an nfl running back possibly less than six months there's a lot of reddit moderators that started and they were noped out after like a month and so trying to get new mods trying to get people to moderate the subreddit has been a constant struggle and furthermore there's like an element of guilt everyone kind of feels because it is traumatizing it feels unethical yeah it feels unethical to be like (laughs) to ask other women to do that right like knowing how it affected me mentally it actually feels unethical for me to ask another woman to do that to spend that kind of time and allow it's like going to war a woman to be traumatized by they have actual PTSD. By this kind of work it feels wrong for me to do that to another woman and especially when there's absolutely no rewards like obviously you know reddit you know modest races aren't paid and it's like why should we be basically driving traffic to reddit it's because whenever somebody writes a shitty article about us or our post goes on our all and you know the pick me's and the scrotes are tearing us to shreds driving traffic you know why should we be making money for reddit whilst being subjected to abuse i mean i will say if it wasn't for reddit i would have never found out about the queen so there's that 
Uh, thankfully, I found out about them before they left. And we're not even protected from that abuse. They actually enable it. But why the fuck should we do that? They actually benefit from the abuse because... Yeah, it drives traffic. The more misogynistic abuse that we get, the more traffic and more ad money that Reddit gets, right? I also feel bad for our users in the community. Like, they're not protected. If they make a post about something and it goes around, you know, Twitter or Reddit, they get so much horrendous abuse. And as moderators, there's nothing we can do to protect them from that. It's absolutely awful. Right, so that's that's partially why, because people always talk about how half the links in the handbook are broken, etc. A lot of the users who wrote really great handbook content deleted their accounts because of, like, harassment abuse so they don't want to deal with it right or they just like like i said a lot of the mods especially ones that wrote a lot of the early content they're long gone like they just don't want to deal with it like they turned off everything and don't log into this they're like satoshi they just fucking do the one thing and then just counts anymore or like are barely on or their accounts got banned by reddit because they're women and they got mass reported and there's no way to appeal it or they just didn't listen to the appeal even though they were banned for being subjected to abuse it's so fucked up and so victim blaming exactly so basically the problem we have and i think this is the thing that we've just sort of all realized is that fds honestly is not continuously sustainable on reddit because of the fact that it's such a hostile environment it's a hostile environment our days have are numbered and quite frankly have always been numbered because we started the website because we thought we were gonna get banned exactly so there's a lot of us that are feeling like we love the community we started the community because of the fact that there was nowhere else on reddit like it right there was so much bad advice so much hostile toxic male-oriented advice for relationships and all the other subreddits talked about this multiple times here on the fds podcast in addition to a lot of the other feminist subreddits literally being run by men's rights activists there's a lot of <laughs> subreddits that are oriented towards women like our abortion two x chromosomes two x chromosomes our feminism our feminism and a, and a lot of women and and a, and a lot of women have absolutely no idea about this as well this is the thing and it's again it just goes to oh. show just how male dominated and just how fucking creepy men are that they feel the need to dominate a female only space but yeah our feminism even the a subreddit for women with um that who were struggling with body image because they had small breasts it was found out that that was run by a man with a big boob some good inside info here from the female dating strategy podcast says there is a video of some power moderators mostly trans saying that they were deliberately spamming subs they wanted to get banned with child abuse materials that they should i mean like there should be a fucking fbi investigation if that's true that should literally like how does that just end there fetish who basically got a kick out of reading all their stories or like a small boob humiliation fetish yeah, yeah and and they found out so like literally if you're a woman and i don't mean to sound um like hyperbolic is that hyperbolic yeah hyperbolic but like literally nowhere is safe for you like there isn't apart from fds there's not a subreddit where you can go that is supposedly women there isn't really a subreddit where you can go there's actually four women it doesn't really exist because these men they just have to find a way in and and even FDS isn't safe because we are the only truly female-only space on Reddit. We are the lightning rod for all of the misogynistic abuse from misogynists of all stripes. And it's just, it's, it's exhausting. Sounds like Discord's where it's at. It's exhausting. And even when, you know, like the topic is nothing to do with FDS, like say there's a thread on like world news or art all about just a general dating theory or like, you know, like gender dynamics, some scrote will always bring in our FDS. It's always the scrotes, guys. It's always Somewhere. the scrotes. And then the abuse starts then as well. They're like, oh, this reminds me of FDS. And then they all, everyone's like, oh, what's FDS? And then they go to FDS. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. My eyes literally started bleeding as soon as I started reading that subreddit. They're the most toxic subreddit <laughs> on Reddit. And then they mass report everything. And like, oh, you, you think we're the worst? You must not have seen all the rape porn. And then they start abusing our users, our mod team, then get... And they would report years old posts. <laughs> it's just a shitty cycle that just has no reward. That's I feel like I'm being held hostage by Reddit. Like, that's the thing. Like, they create these this rigged system of rules. Like, oh, you can't say hate speech, but we're not going to ban... 
Six more likes, I'll give away another channel membership. And the actual hate speech, we're going to ban the people complaining about the actual hate speech. And so you have to like walk on eggshells and do all these crazy things. There's so many double standards that are applied to FDS where we get punished for things that other subreddits don't. Like a while back, we had to have a rule like you cannot even mention other subreddits because if you do, that's brigading. But other subreddits mention FDS all the time and cause actual brigading and actual dick pics and actual abuse. And they get away with that scot-free. And vote manipulation as well. So like there, there's the system. This is some of just the nerdiest shit though. Some of rules that like exist to punish us that other subreddits that are male dominated they don't have to follow those rules but when we complain about other people not following those rules we get punished for that like that's the hate speech and moreover like the, the whole reason why they do this like the false flag accounts the posting fucked up stuff in our mod queue to make us look at it all of that is to try to demoralize us and make us get banned it's like the harder we fight against being banned the more it's war it's war more effort and more like mental energy is wasted and so i it feels it feels futile because they want us to be banned but the work that we have to put into not getting banned isn't worth it isn't worth being on reddit it isn't agreed and quite frankly the subreddit people have been complaining about the subreddit going downhill because there's just what's happening is the women who were there that were really based and writing good strategy and had great lives and could really like help women and give them good advice those women are turned off being in that environment and like I'm just, I mean, just looking casually at the numbers nowadays of like who's actually in the subreddit it used to be consistently in the thousands all the time and now it's lucky if at any given time it's like five or six hundred people on the subreddit i haven't browsed reddit in months and my mental health has been so much better like not using reddit yeah, has made me feel so much happier and way less i don't ever go on reddit rarely i got kicked off so many times that i just that was it for me depressed way less anxious the quality of my life has significantly improved since i stopped using reddit um what else is there to say honestly and also from a content perspective like very briefly touched on as well you know fds was known for its strategic direction its strategic commentary but partly because of the ban wave and partly because again this is where reddit fucks us up is that the negative posts they gain more traction generally speaking so you can now have a really really well-written strategy post that will maybe have maybe a hundred upvotes but if you then put in a tiktok or a meme or something about you know for example male depravity that will get thousands of upvotes so then it's also like firstly what's the incentive for people to keep praying strategy um if you know it isn't going to be upvoted um someone asked why i got kicked off of reddit i got kicked off of because i was on their public access network in like march of 2020 i was doing a call-in show and then you weren't allowed even though there there's lots of them now at the time you weren't allowed to do them because it was technically doxing by posting my own phone number and they kicked me off and then they kept kicking and me actually off. seen by people but secondly it's also the subreddit's direction is increasingly becoming more meme picture focused and less strategy focused which is you know what it was supposed to be in the beginning and it wouldn't be so bad if the memes weren't so toxic the problem is really that it's toxic like it was at one point people were posting like the cute kind of girl boss stuff or cute clapbacks from tiktok and stuff and that was more than fine but over time it's just no one wants to do that anymore again there's no benefit if you're not getting the strategy context then you could just go to tiktok right also not gonna lie but some of our own like fds fan base kind of pisses me off too not gonna lie like one of the things that oh don't bite the hand that feeds you me as a mod was getting I guess I don't feed them. mod mail from allegedly women may, may not have been women but people saying like i've been commenting on fds you can't i i know why these women all have to be uh anonymous you can't call a trans woman allegedly a woman it's just not acceptable in today's society and where's my flair or you know just being really demanding and like talking all this like horrible things about the mods and it's like what's the point of doing all this work if i'm not even if all i'm gonna get is shit from my own community i don't know it's like just low-key like kind of like karen vibes like sorry that our customer service <laughs> isn't as good as you would like you know but this is something that we do for free and it's the whole flare system is necessary to prevent us from getting banned so that you can enjoy this comment you're frustrated you haven't gotten the flare i'm sorry i was too busy trying to delete all of the dick pics from my memory and i wish it was just dick pics it was guys sitting on toilets there was like jizz pictures i mean truly no. disgusting shit aoc deep fakes nazi hentai sissy hypnoporn all of this honestly 
as much as this is like trying to be critical of men, I think it's just like redditors are just the worst people. I just wanted to make they might be worse than anywhere. The point about the porn thing, like, because this is the one thing that really, really also bothered me as an FDS moderator. It's like sending us dick pics. It's like a fuck you to women for us having a female only space, right? We would ban a guy, and then he'd come back a day later, being like, "Well, I identify as a woman now, and now you have to let me on. And if you don't, you're ah, not trans inclusive, and I'm gonna get you banned." Like it's very coercive. The whole dynamic on Reddit. That's what I mean about I feel like I'm being held hostage by this set of rules that's rigged against me. So what's the point? What's the point of being on Reddit? Like, why? Why are, why are we doing this? Exactly. And we just get, um, and we just start just getting crap from both ends from, you know, even sometimes from, you know, the women that we try to help. And in a way, it makes me really, really sad that unfortunately, genuine women get caught up in the flare system because if that didn't exist. And what is a genuine woman? All right, I'm having too much fun with this bit. I'm pretty sure we'd be able to reach more women, but because of the atmosphere and the environment on Reddit, we just can't afford to not have it. So then the women who are caught up in it, as opposed to, I guess, having some level of understanding, they just go to other subreddits and then just start bitching about us and then that adds to the hate even more. Yeah, it's like the audacity to complain about FDS moderators not giving you good enough customer service when it's something... To be an FDS moderator is to go through insurmountable abuse, like a truly Sisyphean amount of online abuse and not get paid for it. And you have the audacity to complain about us not doing a good enough job. Fuck you. And Burn then it down. And then go on other subreddits saying, I really wish there was a female-only space. I was like, but when we try and have one, you guys start complaining. But the thing about Reddit is that literally anybody can make I mean, a that's subreddit. Just, so that's I a would... rule of nature that... You know, you get a bunch of women together. The complaints start. I Invite know. some of the people who are critical of the way the moderators ran female dating strategy. And yes, some of the moderators were really hostile. And in fact, I know that we took the subreddit private a few times because the moderators were fucking losing it because of the criticism. I mean, it's true, right? They were losing it because of the criticism from the community. And they were basically like, we're like, fuck you. We're going to put all this work and make all this content for you. And you're still going to bitch at us. Fuck you. We're going to take it away. Truthfully, welcome to the internet, ladies. I know that some of the mods were losing it and some of the user base were complaining about certain mods like being assholes, but I'm like, that's kind of what Lilith is describing is basically why is that it's just all it is is getting shit on constantly. If you had to go through that, if you had to go through that like we did, you would be an asshole too, honestly. It would, it would make you jaded as well, okay? Because it, it's not just about power trips, right? Because people think like, oh, they have a little power. And it's like, no, I promise you. We don't even get paid, like. <laughs> you don't even have any power. It's actually a completely powerless position. Being an FDS moderator is not a power position. It is the epitome of being Reddit janitors is what you are. <laughs> yeah, it is the epitome of being powerless, of just being like at the bottom of the cast system on Reddit and just being constantly shit on by everybody. <sighs> It's not fun. There's no power there. And there's no power. I promise you, none breath. of the moderators I talk to, like their egos aren't stroked by being a Reddit moderator. They're actually truly doing it out of altruistic reasons. Like they're not feeling, they're not feeling like this is a fulfilling part of their life and that they're getting any type of ego stroke from doing it. And so many of them actually have like high class stellar careers. So they don't need to be a Reddit mod to feel relevant. They don't. And what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> In really, really awesome degrees. Get out of money. Oh, no, all my favorite co-mods, like when I, we talk about like, you know, our jobs and stuff and like, they're all like, yeah, managers, or like you know have various like high-powered careers and it's like if your life is that great where you like make good money elsewhere and you have like good relationships with people and stuff why would you waste your time as a reddit moderator yeah. right i feel like it happened because everyone was home for covid yeah and then after covid broke up it was like everyone's like yeah i'm going back to work now like bye yeah true fds was really like a covid baby in my estimation because of the fact that that was the only time where you'd have a bunch of people working from home who had the time to actually check Reddit and shit because there's nowhere to go or they were they were just at home more. All of the bots yeah, who were like my sense. favorite people have like moved on to greater things and I'm happy for them, honestly. That's probably for the best. Reddit is a cesspool and I don't think we're going to be able to fix it. And that's like, I, I've moved on. Like, I've, I mean, I'm still involved with the podcast and
like the website and stuff but like again i haven't looked at reddit in months and it's been great for my life every time i'm on there it's just like blood pressure high right yeah so i just wanted to make a point about how us fds reddit moderators because we have like jobs and like relationships and friends and a life and stuff we can't compete with the reddit needs no way like, check out our last episode that we just released <laughs> on needs like reddit was made by needs for needs okay like, that's true. this is their world we do not belong to it okay like they, there's all these fucking thousands of low value ass men with no jobs living in their mom's <laughs> basement with way too much fucking free time i mean that all is the kind of to come up with all the classic all kinds of crazy convoluted plans to mess with the fds subreddit moderators and the entire reddit system some of them are just children and the reporting system everything was made by them for them to benefit them we have no way of competing with that if we're just normal people with jobs and lives and stuff right just the yeah. sheer number of hours in the day that we can devote to defending ourselves from that is vastly vastly outweighed by the amount of hours that they have in the day to perpetuate that kind of online abuse <laughs> and so that's why we quit fuck it you can have Reddit. Leave it to all the needs. Fuck it, we out. Yeah, we're quitting. We'll leave Reddit to the needs. We surrender that territory. We're on to conquer new and better lands, let's just say. And there's no limit to the amount of depravity. There's actually people that have alerts set up so that anybody that makes a new sub or makes a sub that is female focused, they they can automatically mass report it. Yes, we're talking. No, really? These people are deranged. About the dregs of the internet. They have entire Discord communities based on harassing women's subreddits. Yeah, and there's like there's like a list. I guess there's some kind of like backend list you can access. You can see every single new subreddit as it's created. And they literally- How many subreddits get created in a day? Literally spend all their days monitoring this stuff just to attack women's communities or like mass report things and they're basically just internet police or i don't even call them internet police internet terrorists really we know that at fds <laughs> we will never be protected by reddit admins because we do not allow male people into our female only space that's why there's no point at all in trying to fight it because the way that reddit works it's like if you're a group of women trying to have a women only sub and you exclude males that's seen as deserving of harassment right so like not only are we getting harassed like and they, they don't see the harassment sounds like the issue is that you're ex excluding the trans ladies the biological males who identify as women, they do not seem too happy. That we receive as a bad thing. They think that we deserve it because we are female only. And furthermore, they don't think anything is abusive or violent or racist if you can masturbate to it. Yeah. Right. So like just to give you guys a, a, a taste of the kinds of things that have been highlighted <laughs> by our band female hate subs um, about what's going on on Reddit as far as just like violent, depraved, anti-female content, you're talking about um subreddits like our mom creep shots are degrade this pig are beaten cunts are rape confessions meaning like guys who co confess to sexual crimes incest confession where's the fucking fbi on those ones and a few of the others i don't know if that like if you're confessing to crimes online like wait you don't have an ip tracker that's the actual shit? subreddit but there's a few subreddits where men talk about committing incest for masturbatory purposes our clitorectomy it's like them fetishizing female genital mutilation. All that shit's fine on Reddit. So it's bad, guys. I, I, I'm only reading this out not to... I think we need some new credit. Not to encourage anybody to watch this stuff, but just to like let you know that their declaration that they're trying to do something about the, the hate on the site against women is absolute fucking bullshit. And that the fact that they deliberately sort of cherry-picked what they're considering a female subreddit in the first place and then actively ignore all of these other subreddits that are for you know completely and totally dedicated to female hate means that they're not actually serious among a bunch of the other things we've already outlined so it's bad yeah they're lying like straight up yeah our female genital cutting it's bad our Ugh. incest feet i mean it's just <laughs> incest feet all of that's fine on there's a subreddit that's our incest feet what does that even mean what is our incest feet just pictures of your go well, yo here's a picture of my sister's foot isn't i find this hot reddit but again being a lesbian that doesn't take dick 
That's hate speech on Reddit. Again, Reddit was made by well, that is the most speech. depraved men on the planet Earth for <laughs> the most. Isn't the guy who created Reddit uh, Serena Williams' husband, Alexis Ohanian? Isn't he the guy who created Reddit? The most depraved? He's actually kind of a little. Oh. Congratulations to Chad Turnup. Looks like the Giants. I've beaten the depraved men on the planet Earth. FDS was born of this. This was like the, you know, people think FDS that we're extremists because we expect men to pay for dates or we break up with men at the first sign of disrespect. Or, you know, we, a thread of mine on Twitter that went crazy, that men went crazy over lately, had them calling me a psychopath was like, this is why I string men along and don't have sex with them. That is considered a hate crime to men. But the actual like physical, <laughs> like talking about female genital mutilation and masturbating to that, that's not seen as hateful. That's just seen as, oh. I mean, just... what country is this? Maybe it's like a country-specific thing with the female genital mutilation? Maybe like there's like, you know, maybe this is a popular Reddit thread in like Africa or something or Middle East somewhere? Fantasy. Like, that's just like, that's fine. And we're done. We've had enough. We can't compete with that. There's no way for us to exist on this website. And quite frankly, we don't want to. I mean, why would I want to keep giving Reddit any type of traffic for them to, quite frankly, disrespect women as a consumer base? repeatedly in every single possible conceivable way so remember and remember they used to have a female ceo ellen powell who they ran off the site because she tried to clean up some of the stuff as well as the racism and the entire reddit community revolted because they're they're but reddit the reddit is back though i know you left but we are back how did that work well there's only a three four-year-old subreddit but yeah it is back so i don't know the most revolting people on the planet so any attempts to even try to do something like this has been thwarted by their user base as well as uh, alex ohanian who was one of the co-founders of reddit and who's also serena williams's husband saying that he basically just gave up and so he stepped down from the board and was like maybe hire a black woman to be involved in this but he basically walked away from it because he even he thought it was disgusting he was disgusted with his own creation ah there you go I mean, I really should just be on this podcast. I'm not exaggerating. Google this. Alex Ohanian basically like uh, walked away. I didn't know that Alex Ohanian was married to Serena Williams, though. Hold on. I'm Googling this. They look so cute together. Yeah. Alexis Ohanian is Serena Williams' husband who co-founded Reddit, who stepped down because he was just like, he was like, fuck this shit. Yeah. I'm looking at pictures of him and Serena Williams. And I'm like, oh, they're so cute together anyways. Um, yeah. Okay. I stand. Yeah, he, he wrote, I co-founded Reddit 15 years ago to help people find community and a sense of belonging. It is long overdue to do the right thing. I am doing this for me, for my family, and for my country. Ohanian wrote on For Twitter. my country? I'm saying this as a father who needs to be able to answer his black daughter when she asks, what did you do? I stand that. Nice. So we're doing the same thing. We're quitting too. Fuck this shit. We're out. Yeah, we're fucking yeah. out of here. Like, yeah, he goes, what did you do? He goes, I took my like $4 billion, went to fucking with my wife, who's Serena Williams, and just said, later, dumpster fire. You'll just figure your shit out. I want, and quite Is frankly, I think anybody who should quit Reddit. If you care about women, you should quit Reddit too. Quit Reddit and like broadcast this episode to everyone. Because I don't know to the extent that this kind of stuff is public knowledge. I think most of us, as well as most of the users of FDS I didn't realize it sounds like I'm doing a bit of a community service right now even just covering this episode casual reddit users believe it or not like we got quite a few women who were not actual reddit users who just made a reddit account specifically for FDS and once you scratch beyond the surface of like the stuff they put on the front page you start to realize like this is this website is actually fucking disgusting and in multiple ways Um, and it's really really hateful towards women and all of the female subreddits are being squatted on by men's rights activists or trans rights activists right so you're being pushed into a certain narrative that you may or may not agree with mostly you shouldn't agree with it because once again men's rights activists to be pushed in a certain way and to curate what women are allowed to talk about and also because they get sick sexual pleasure from shaming women and making fun of our problems so and gaslighting about stuff so i just i can't 
I would never in good faith tell anyone to use this fucking site. I hope their IPO goes bust. If you're a woman, quit Reddit. If you're a man and you care about women, you should quit Reddit too. Or change it from within. I don't know. You can try to do that. That's probably a lot of work work that we don't want to do. So you can go ahead and try. You would be yeah. competing with stay-at-home meets. Yeah, they have nothing else better to do. And that's, I mean, that's a larger conversation I would love to do in another podcast about like why, like these, these group of men are basically just internet terrorists. They don't have anything else to do, but mass report and make people's lives online worse yeah and then and, and quite frankly it's a way of uh, crushing any type of dissenting opinion or, and uh, free speech especially coming from women because women get disproportionately attacked for their opinions in comparison to men so you know as much as men complain about like uh, not being able to speak freely on the internet that goes double for women triple for women quadruple for women like men can say whatever the fuck they want and <laughs> in fact i think that whole like oh men can't make sexist jokes anymore is like a complete and massive total projection men can make all the sexist jokes they want you just can't at work and other men or, or in public if you have a job them on and laugh them laugh at them and upvote them and protect them and so on when women make jokes about or even when women talk about are very not even joking i mean talking about real actual serious problems we're facing like online sexual harassment people sending us porn that, that scene it's that is seen as i mean they're sending you porn because you're the moderator but yeah the problem is as hate speech and that's what is seen as needs to be silenced in women and so fuck this like we're done we're done with these double standards yeah so we just did a what 47 minute rant <laughs> <laughs> about why reddit is absolute trash and uh we we could honestly keep going we quit fuck you we quit i quit yeah we quit i mean the summation of this is that we're quitting reddit is that it's they're back though sucks we hate it we quit we don't feel right subjecting additional women to any type of abuse that's on reddit this gaslighting coming from reddit unless they're not involved with it anymore and like the the subreddit's back but just without them which really was it's not i don't even know if it's the straw that broke the camel's back because our our backs been broke (laughs) oh you quit okay It's cleared up. Female dating strategy, they quit, but there is an R slash female dating strategy still. It broke. All right. Like, this was yeah. our block oh. and delete moment. Like, we were, we were oh. holding. She says it's closed except for mod post. I need to get my balls sucked by a Japanese college student who doesn't speak English, is what the female dating strategy podcast says. It opened because we felt like there was benefit in women finding us on Reddit. Oh, that's a fake one. That's a fake female dating strategy podcast. And it was, you know, yeah. <laughs> Basically, the whole reason why we stuck with it for so long, like, you know, they've been trying to get us banned forever. And first of all, it felt like by making the sub private or by quitting, like, oh, we're letting them win kind of thing. And so I was like, I don't want to let them win. Right. And then the other part was that, like, I feel like more, you know, I get so many DMs from women saying, like, because of you, I've broke up with my abusive boyfriend or, you know, I've leveled up my life. And, you know, FDS has really positively impacted my life. And so the reason why I stuck with it is like, ah, you know, it almost feels selfish of me to quit now because so many women benefit from my writing, from our podcast. And so, you know, if we if we quit now, then those women won't be able to benefit. And then, like, again, we're letting misogynists win. Right. And basically, like recently, we've done a, just a cost benefit analysis. And we think like Reddit is more of a liability than it is beneficial to us. Like all of the time that we have spent modern moderating Reddit or stressing about Reddit is better spent making more podcast content or writing for our newsletter, which we're going to be launching soon, by the way. Long story short, sign up for a newsletter. Okay, so yeah, let's let's do our pitch here. So like, I kind of want to end on a positive note because we're going to move on to bigger oh. and better things now. We're frustrated. We're ready bigger to move on from Reddit. Yeah. We're, we're moving on is basically the, the point of this. The point of this podcast episode was to detail all of the problems that we're having with Reddit because I don't know... And why we've had enough. Why we've had enough. And it's like, and saying it in a place where we can say it off Reddit because if you announce it on Reddit, then you get deleted, you get harassed, et cetera. The red admins are already gutting for the Reddit moderator. So if we if we go if we go and we talk about Amy Challoner, we already know they're gonna ban your account and delete any type of evidence on there if you're on Reddit. So that being said, um so I'd rather do this in a way By the way, I put up a vote if you want to vote for one more episode. I am a man of the people, even though I wanted to go watch whatever the next football game is, I will stay here. Where we like have some control over it at least and we know when it's gonna happen. Because that's the thing, it's that's the other thing is these past two years, moderating Reddit, knowing we could be banned at any moment has been very stressful. It's like this constant like unknown, not knowing like, oh, if I let 
That's like what me being on YouTube this is like. This post through, is this going to be the one that gets the subreddit banned? It's very stressful. I'd rather just rip is the band-aid off. this teardown of the black Hebrew Israelites the thing that's going to get me kicked off of YouTube? And do it when I know it's going to happen? Control over the narrative, yeah. Yeah, and leave on our own terms as well. Yeah, leave on our own terms. Rather, I'd rather quit than be fired, if that makes sense. <laughs> you can't fire me, I quit. <laughs> we quit. Yeah, we quit. Yeah, we quit. I mean, we do. We quit being mods and we quit trying to prop up what the subreddit is. So that being said, so I want to end on a positive note because I know we've been going, you know, straight negative, but I just want to, I think it's good so people can kind of understand the mindset of a lot of the people who have been invested in FDS uh, for a long time, right? So why we wanted to go off site. So all of the problems with the site we've already documented. The other thing is truthfully, we want to attract a certain type of person who will have like a positive experience being part of the community. And that's just straight up not possible on Reddit. We want money to go to women, Fair. not Reddit admins. Exactly. So right now, if you write a good strategy post on Reddit, all you're going to do is get harassed and possibly banned. But And it's owned by Reddit as well. And it's owned by Reddit. So you don't have a copyright of it. You have nothing. Our incentive and our idea is that, okay, if we have good female content creators who can give us like good strategy on a various on various topics, this is including FDS as well as start your own media empire, level up strategy, just general life advice we feel like we should incentivize those people to stay with money like with compensation right and also have ownership over the content so that like it doesn't get randomly deleted and now we've lost it and now someone either has to recreate it or the the handbook just looks the best because it's just all over the place because of the fact that we keep having to change it based on what happens on reddit the other thing too is more control over the narrative um like we said before it's reddit anybody can post anything and people have attacked us over like random shit on reddit and we're like we don't isn't even associated with us like it's not even associated with us yeah there's this one satire subreddit that there's a few posts that are spread around on twitter being like fds thinks that male suicide is misogynistic and it's like that wasn't even posted on FDS that was posted by a man on like a satire subreddit right it bothers me having to constantly fight against men posting these troll posts or posting on other subreddits and being like and it being taken as FDS canon when it's something that's not associated with us at all or we don't agree with right so if we have like our own site and we have our own newsletter etc we can we can control what's posted there yeah we can control what's posted we have massively more control over the content and then like what we would think is published worthy something we would think is actually like an official thing that we would want to be representative of fds right so just to kind of give everybody an idea like so far the ball has gotten rolling obviously we have our three podcast hosts here we have we have l on the fps podcast and then we have a few people behind the scenes who are also working on various things with the fds website etc so the general vision is and like we started the podcast you have seed money to invest in the business right so thanks thanks to all our patreon subscribers we have like god like 700 plus now as of, I think we have like 730, 735 as of today. So we've very rapidly grown, gotten a lot of people nice. really invested in the business. They're on our Patreon. They're on our Discord. They're giving us ideas. Can I just end this episode? Do we need to listen to this? I don't think this really is really excited for us to build a brand. So we've been using the money that we got from the from the Patreon okay. towards building other parts of the business. So like redesigning our website, which we knew. Was- All right. We know why they left Reddit. Uh, congrats, congratulations, FDS. They're off Reddit in the chat. Um, All right. It's great at the end. All right, we'll listen to the end. Uh, uh, and also, uh, also getting investing in software um, to launch our newsletter. Also, getting our podcast professionally edited because we were we were doing it and we're very much amateurs over here. So, <laughs> although we did really good, I want to. They do sound much better. The levels are all very good at this Thanks. point. We did a pretty good job. So, with that said, we're taking the subreddit private, <laughs> like indefinitely. So, deal with it. Bye. <laughs> See you on the website. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's that's essentially the, what we have to say about it. Like, it's just, it's not worth it. We don't want to keep giving Reddit the pedo enabling liars that they are. Any type of clicks, right? They're they're monetizing 
our community to towards things we don't agree with. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, yeah, I don't like the fact that they're advertising on, on, you know, FDS and FDS is getting a lot of, you know, website searches and Google searches and only for them to use that money to support their uh, jailbait subs and shit. So it's an abusive relationship. So we need to block and delete and move on to pastures and you. Um, so this will be what I call the Tupac sign. Now that's a strategic move right there. Off. If you've ever listened to Hit em Up by Tupac, highly recommend going to listen to that because, um, but yeah, so basically, yeah. So, so, um, yeah fuck you reddit uh fuck the reddit <laughs> admins all the trolls who sent us dick pics and all the nasty shit fuck you too fds red pills big fuck you too media who took posts from the subreddit out of context to make us look bad fuck you too fuck you and your mama <laughs> first off fuck you and the click you came <laughs> and all the descent subs yeah fuck you too we're done ah. all the trolls all the fun cells as well fuck you too black pillar fuck you too for posting bannable content all the plagiarizers fuck you too who didn't make their own shit by the way make your own shit if you're so big and bad if you're so big and bad make your own shit i dare you pink pill fuck you too yeah pink pill fuck you too all the people that took the handbook people that hate fds but then took all of our work that we put in in the handbook and distributed everywhere fuck you too like fuck oh, the femcells yeah. for being mad at people calling femcells after they call themselves femcells and being mad that everyone doesn't understand the nuances of their femceldom. Fuck all your bad advice. Fuck you too. Fuck all of you people who sent us sissy hypnoporn fucking girl dick hanging out from under pink schoolgirl panties. Fuck you too. All of you who whenever we complained about all the abuse that you sent us, you accused us of inciting trans panic. Fuck you too. Yeah, there's two Reddit power mods we want to call out in particular, but we don't want to give them any clout. So fuck those two people as well. Reddit double middle finger. Fuck you. Fuck you the most of all. You can kiss our ass. Eat my whole ass. I want to tell Reddit to suck Damn. my dick, but it's not offensive enough. Hey, I want it to be worse than that. Suck <laughs> your lady thing. dick. I wish I had a dick so that I could tell the fucking Reddit CEO to suck it. Like, if I was a man, I would drag my balls through the hot sands of the Sahara and then, like, double dip it in teabag Reddit. I swear to God. I hate everything about it. It's the worst thing to have happened to society. It's honestly the worst. <laughs> Fuck you, go. It's, it's the reason, in a lot of ways, FDS exists because they spent the last 10 years unleashing an absolute nightmare via the manosphere on their platform a generation of horrible men a whole generation of fucking scrotes yeah fuck reddit Sus. and we tried to clean up the mess and the they scrotes. fucking punish us for it well fuck you too and anyone who thinks like reddit is like cool like positive happy hip place yeah fuck you too no nobody if you think reddit's hip you're a fucking idiot let's be clear half of it's pedophiles all the pedophiles on reddit fuck you too all the pedophiles which is mostly mostly of them yeah, because fuck like the pedophiles. Every, <laughs> our teenagers is half middle-aged men that's another unknown known thing on reddit it's just, no i've been talking to teenagers this whole time just terrible beyond all description i hate everything about it if it goes public i wish nothing but tanking on it. if you invest in reddit fuck you <laughs> i lose all your money we're personally invested in making sure their stock doesn't grow My phone make sure your stock don't grow <laughs> i hope you lose all your fucking money if you invest in reddit i'm gonna get a fucking copyright claim on this video too it's for this fuck you. song <laughs> your shit's in the red forever <laughs> anybody that buys reddit stock i hope that shit goes bust immediately i don't think they ever actually ipo and you're sent to the poor house and you're destined to this is like a roast of scrub, but of the <laughs> platform of reddit i hope you never recover this I is better roasting scrub, by the way this is better than hope your family's financially crippled for generations upon generations wow this must be really <laughs> i wish you nothing but poverty it's okay. suffering. And, and fuck you too. Fuck you if you buy Reddit stock. It's the worst website of all time. They call it nonce capital. And fuck you too. I've had enough. I've honestly, I'm so done.
I've reached. We're also my done. Limit. I'm not done. I have wind in my sails right now. <laughs> There's only like two minutes left. Cut. Okay, so. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ladies. You. This kind of language is unbecoming of a lady. Would like to hear some bonus content. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com. Okay, that's the episode. That was episode 60. Uh, good stuff, ladies. The ladies uh, have abandoned Reddit, and it's and we can confirm that even though it's still there, it's on private. Mods only, uh, so that's what's going on. This is a lot. Uh, you didn't listen to the outro. I mean, There's no. no female dating strategy. We're passing around the collection plate. <laughs> if you want to see us destroy Reddit. The outro is the most important. The female dating strategy in the chat says the outro is the most important part. So <laughs> we're going to set up a PayPal. Okay, we're going to set up a PayPal on our website. Oh. Donate to us so we can get the fuck off because we hate it. We're, help us. We're in an abusive relationship. Help us leave. We're in an abusive relationship. Somebody started GoFundMe. We're in an abusive relationship with our father, Reddit. He's exposing us to pedophiles. But if you hate Reddit, give us money. Reddit's definitely a woman, just like a boat is a woman. It's You refer to them as she. It's not father. It's mother is Reddit. <laughs> Check the links in the bio, in our bio. So if you want to support our content and you want us to continue to thrive, thrive into the future, go boldly beyond our limitations on Reddit and change women's lives, then donate to our PayPal or sign up for our Patreon. <laughs> A dollar for us is a fuck you to Reddit. <laughs> Every dollar that you send to us is a fuck you to Reddit. If you think Reddit is full of fucking pedophiles and scrotes, and you want to give them know. middle finger. Give- I mean, how do you, if you think Reddit's full of pedophiles and scrotes, which it arguably is, how does giving you guys money That's money. That? So we can create women's content. We want to create a positive space for women. There's tons of positive spaces for women. Feel They're bad for all of the fucking... Tra- as based, it's all y'all. That we had to go through yeah. as Reddit moderators and all the fucking nasty ass shit. Give us money, okay? All of this unpaid labor of having to look at dick pics, okay? And the emotional labor. Don't forget all the emotional labor. I'd like labor to receive money to for that. I hate that fucking snoo and I punch it in the face. <laughs> Yank that beanie thing off his head. I don't give a shit what it is. What's it called? Yeah, we want to create. It's a- called the yarmulke. That's a hate crime. A positive, female-friendly space. If I was at Reddit HQ, I'd kick the antenna off this news head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the Reddit snoo. Fuck you. Oh gosh. So that's our show. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, check out our breaker. Go to our website, thefemaledatingstrategy.com. Also on our Twitter. Get a mug. I got one. Hold on. Get a mug. Get uh, the scrotes on there. What's oh, up, no. Queen? Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, I accidentally fucked that up. Um, Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real... Okay, so I missed it. Okay, anyways, go to the website. All right, that was episode 60 of the Female Dating Strategy Podcast. The queens are in the chat, or at least one of the queens. Shout out to them, whichever one of you is. I think it's Ro. That would be my guess. Uh, all right. We're going to watch episode, listen to episode 61 of the Female Dating Strategy Podcast because you've asked for it. Just remember, when you're crying later, wondering what is going on emotionally, just remember that you, you asked for this. You asked for this. Chad is back in the chat. Shout out, Chad. Big win by the Giants. Big win. I will be back in uh, one minute. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to go get some more water. I shall return 
and then we will watch. Oh, do you tell us to die mad? Sorry, I fucked that up. But uh, we've heard it before. We've heard it before. Die mad. Die mad, scrotes. We know. We know. We're all going to die mad. Uh, and hopefully it'll be on the end of this one. So episode 61 coming right up. Back in a sec. And we're back. When I tell you I'll be gone for a minute, I'm gone for a minute. I'm a man of my word. It's all flimmets. It's entirely flimmets. All right. Episode 61 of the Female Dating Strategy Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining in. Go follow. Go subscribe to the Female Dating Strategy channel as well. Uh, be a, be a, don't be a scrote or be a scrote. No, be a scrote. Give them a sub. Throw them a sub. Although you don't want to cheat and watch their episodes early. But we'll be caught up soon enough. We'll be caught up soon enough. Okay, this is episode 61 of the Female Dating Strategy Podcast. Uh, I will put up the poll. Skip the episode. Vote away. Also, like the stream. Um... Okay, episode 61 of the female. Also, subscribe where you're up. We're at 893, 11893. Don't vote. podcast yet. has been brought to you by podcorn.com. Sponsorship opportunities. Explore sponsorship opportunities, relationship, and dating discussions on the podcast itself. Podcast on the internet. I'm Rope. Whoa. What's up, queens? What's Welcome up, queens? To the Female Dating Strategy Podcast, the meanest female-only podcast on the internet. I'm Rope. I'm Lilith. And today it's just us. Savannah's out right now having surgery. So we're just letting people know because we don't want anybody to think we were talking oh. over her the entire episode. Yeah. We're just letting you know. She- Get well soon, Savannah. She's not actually here. <laughs> I just want you to know that Savannah is unfortunately not with us this week. Yeah, she's having surgery. I promise you she's not like secretly in this episode and us talking over her the entire time. I promise. Which I wanted to let people know about that because a few episodes back, we had some comments on the subreddit about people being like, they won't shut up. They're always talking over Savannah. So that's true. First of all, Savannah's an introvert. Okay. She's talked about this before. This is just our dynamic because me and Ro, we're extroverts. We're just like that. And Savannah, you know what? We cut these moments out where like Savannah is about to say something and then me and Ro are like, shut the fuck up. Savannah, say something. Like, okay, no, that's not what happens. (laughs) Savannah only talks when she has something like really, really important to say. And so we're like, but the other problem is, is actually it's a tech issue. So yeah, I told people about this in the discord that for whatever reason, when she's recording, we hear her like two, three seconds after she talks, I can hear Lilith in real time, but every once in a while, at least maybe what you haven't been able to figure that out in 2022 how to figure out this issue just like record a zoom call sometimes every other time we record savannah's upload stream is actually slower than ours so sometimes it's just that we actually can't hear her talking until we've already started talking multiple seconds behind that sounds like a nightmare how do you deal with that so then we start talking because we think there's a pause but actually she's talking we just can't hear it yet so some of that is just something we try to be mindful of because we know she's on a delay but sometimes we actually forget so just fyi y'all but either way she's not here so (laughs) but also like me and you like extroverts we have a tendency to just like talk for the sake of talking and just fill the air even if we have no point and just like try to like (laughs) 
eventually we'll we'll get there. Like sometimes I'll have an idea in my head that's not fully formulated and I'll just start talking and hopefully get there by the end of the sentence. Whereas Savannah only speaks when she has a fully formed, properly articulated thought. Because that's just how introverts be. Talking and that's and okay. Hopefully, uh, we love her for it. So yeah. So we'll see her in a few weeks. So everyone collecting our well wishes. But she's okay. Uh, she's fine, but she's just having some surgery. So all right. So housekeeping okay. stuff. Okay. A few announcements I want to make. Number one, I'm obsessed with this new TV show and every one of you should watch it. It's on Netflix. It's only six episodes. It's a mini series. It's called Anatomy of a Scandal. It's got Michelle Dockery, Sienna Miller, Robert Friend or whatever. Anyways, it's got great never heard of acting it. it's basically sort of like a me too sort of themed kind of oh, show with a thriller fun. i was just on the edge of my seat biting my nails the whole time I love like at the end of every episode i was like next episode because it leaves you on a cliffhanger i binged the entire thing in one sitting and i loved it and then after i finished it i was like this was amazing i wonder what other people on the internet are saying about it and to my surprise almost every single mainstream media article about it was trashing it and like on reddit being like oh, this is unrealistic. And it felt like they were looking for like minor errors, like, oh, there was this plot hole, or I didn't think this was realistic, or I didn't think the rape victim was very likable, or I thought the lawyer was a workaholic, like boring. I didn't think the rape victim was likable. You know, smart girl kind of thing. You know, like there's so much backlash against it over really minor things that were totally ignoring what I liked about the show. And so we're going to do an analysis about this show in a few weeks when Savannah's back because it's set in the UK and I want Savannah to be there for it. And the episode title is going to be something like In Defense of Anatomy of a Scandal because I love the show. Everyone hates it and I'm going to defend why I love this show. And I want everyone else to listen to it before we do this analysis. So I gave you your homework. (laughs) Free advertising for Netflix who apparently needs it. So I guess, yeah, but (laughs) because their Q1 numbers came out and uh, we'll still be here watching it because we think there's a lot of analysis to be had if netflix wants to sponsor us in the future and get their numbers up we're here oh by the <laughs> yeah, way like, I, didn't, I, I didn't mention the title of this episode episode 61 the importance of having high standards and firm boundaries the media critique is that they all were focusing on like really minor things to me and completely ignoring what i liked about it which was that i like how first of all it shows it really accurately portrays how defending your rapist husband will make you look like a clown and two how you know seemingly nice guys or guys who are really popular or famous or whatever can be fucking rapists okay but i feel like a lot of people are just uncomfortable with that message but we'll do a, a more detailed analysis some in guys future weeks. We'll see other bad guys like andrew calligan or whatever the fuck newsletter oh yeah sign up for our newsletter you know the subreddit is private now it's going to be private for i don't know for future an undisclosed amount of time for like a while yeah probably forever but i don't know we're not like uh, we'll see we're not we quit we don't told you guys already. we're all quitting it's gonna be closed indefinitely so you know if you're sad about that and you miss fds content there's the podcast but also we have a newsletter so if you sign up for our website it automatically signs you up for the newsletter yeah the female dating strategy.com if you go on the website oh, there's a light box oh, and also just, a section at the- we just flipped over to skip 50 it's 50 50 right now and skip um 50 50 with yes taking the vote we have five minutes left so vote away if you want to skip this episode bottom of the page we can sign up for the newsletter or you can log in create an account if you're already on there talking you know asking dating questions F- five minutes or 100 votes etc so you can be signed up for the newsletter yeah and so it'll be carefully curated content so hopefully it'll be like better content than what the algorithm tells you to look at on reddit you know we had this problem with the subreddit where actual good strategy posts kept getting ignored or weren't getting as many upvotes and we're always at the bottom of the queue whereas you know the meme posts are like tiktoks and low effort content we're always getting the most upvotes and we're always at the top of the page so we're hoping that the newsletter will be able to curate actual like good content that people will like and not just about dating be able to curate stuff across about politics and stuff yeah yeah across the spectrum be able to curate ideas and content and important news from across the internet that we think will be really relevant to women's lives and also from like the general fds humor bent 
So condensed stories, relevant stories, hilarious shit, us dragging people. <laughs> like FDS takes on like mainstream media or, you know, other women's media. Things you should know. Yeah. And also things to make your life better. So yeah. Dragging stupid Cosmo shit. Like, yeah, you'll see. Or stuff we like, just like products. Yeah. Things that we think will make your life better, etc. So it's kind of like combining female level up strategy with female dating strategy. And female political strategy. Yeah, political strategy. Right. So it's going to be a lot of little things like that. So we really hope you guys like it. Please Let's sign up and support get us. get to the top. Also, there's some merchandise on the website. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we now have merchandise. We do. We now have merchandise on the website. There's also a rewards system. If you go to the website and you click on the rewards. Wait, do I have a bunch of FDS rewards points for the two mugs I bought? I bought two of these Scrote Tears mugs. Um, Left-hand corner, you can. It's an yeah. apron, so I totally want to get I don't want... merch or for episodes or anything like that. All right. Like a pretend book club where we actually talk about our personal problems. We're like, okay, formally, but I think having this formal session where we can like, take I, I questions and it. then directly interact with people. And then Savannah and I will drop in periodically. Yeah. And so if you want to sign up the Patreon. I don't know if this is a, this is feeling like a skip. What are we at? We're at literally 50-50. But yes is no. Oh, no. Just took the leads. This feels like a skipper. It's a short episode. Once again, patreon.com forward slash the female dating strategy. Okay. So now that we have all of the housekeeping stuff out of the way, we thought we would do some old school FDS. Yeah. We're going to delve into the FDS vault the old school handbook posts. And we wanted to talk about why oh, they're going into the handbook. Why women having high standards is really important. So this one is titled, know what your standards are and stick to them. Don't settle for less. So we thought we would read this because a lot of the old handbook posts have either been deleted or moved or, or now that we're private, you can't see them. So sorry. Now that we're private, you can't see them. So we thought we would talk about some of them on here as well. Also, this is a post from one of our OG mods. Yeah. Uh, Average to Hodge. She was one of the first mods. Her and Jammies were in the trenches developing the FDS subreddit in like 2019 when men were attacking them like 24-7, right? So I wanted to give credit where credit's due. This was another post that I read in early in my FDS days and it really clicked with me. And so I just wanted to show some appreciation to our FDS elders. Absolutely. So know what your standards are and stick to them. Don't settle for less. Yeah. So know what your standards are and stick to them. Don't settle for less. One way to make your dating experience more seamless is to determine what your standards are and stick to them. How do you want to be treated by your future boyfriend? What non-negotiable qualities should he have? And what are your deal breakers? Example. I mean, this is this is good advice for, I guess, anybody. Yeah. Examples of this could be, what kind of first dates do you want? Do you prefer a drink date or do you want a man to take you out to a nice restaurant? What caliber of restaurant do you are want? Are those the only two options? It's funny because they had that whole episode, no coffee dates, where they're like, you don't go on coffee dates or whatever. And then like, you're all the time. We were like, yeah, coffee dates. I'm going to take you to. And this is really important to establish. But those women are scrotes. Because I think so often as women, we take our cues from society about what we should expect or want from a partner. And one of the very first things that most women learn is to be a cool girl, right? Is to never expect too much and that anything you want is high maintenance and too much. So I think what I love about this post is like by going through the visualization process of like actually how you want to feel and what in your head a first date should look like, you can start to create. So this is, someone said this in the chat, but this is literally strategy. Okay. We're actually doing dating strategy. We, we veer so far away from this at times. Create standards and articulate the things that you want to potential suitors. Yeah, I feel like in dating too often women disregard their own wants or they don't even seem to think or be aware of the things that they actually want in a relationship. Instead of having the mentality of like, this is what I want and how I'm going to get it, they think, oh, this is how I'm going to prove to a man that I'm worthy of being treated well. You know, the woman is feeling like she has to jump through hoops to please him and prove that, you know, she's worthy of being committed to and so on, rather than thinking about like the stuff that actually she wants. So the next point, 
Do you want them to provide for you, pay for dinners, movie tickets, Uber rides? What kind of restaurants do you want to be taken to? How long would you keep seeing a man who hasn't asked you for exclusivity yet? Author of this post writes, mine is two months at most. After that, they're cut off. Are you okay with a man who only wants to see you once a week? Or do you require a man wanting to see you more than that for you to know that he's serious? How long would you wait for him to introduce you to his friends? And when are you going to have sex with him? I think all of these questions are really, really good to work out. I think FDS has, in a lot of ways... The poll is over. Uh, we're not skipping this. Given people the tools to try to figure out like what's actually comfortable for them. We have some like hardline rules, right? But we also have softer rules about how often do you see a guy, et cetera. And generally say like at the beginning, less is a little bit more because, you know, some guys who are trying to love bomb you or like fast track sex will just try to keep seeing you a lot to create a false sense of intimacy that's not sustainable before you figure out they're a piece of shit. So we generally advise, I think, early. Guys, try and delay the amount of time. As much as possible until they find out that you are, in fact, Leon, to take things a little bit slower than most men would try to, because most men are trying to get you to have sex with them. Fast track everything. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I think answering all of these questions for yourself early on would really help you. Yeah. And another thing I wanted to point out is that like with FDS, you know, I feel like we have such a bad, like an inaccurate reputation that like, oh, FDS, they're just gold diggers. They just want men who are rich and like pay for restaurants and that kind of thing. Like there are women out there who say like, well, I don't want that. Like my standards are not that high. And I don't like that FDS makes me feel like I have to have these super high standards and stuff. What we want is we want women to think more critically about what they actually want and then come up with ways to get that. We're not saying like, oh, there's only one type of man that's like the correct man, you know? Like, of course, we encourage women to have high standards. These are questions that we're asking that you should be like. Also have high standards. You deserve what do some of you really don't though. I want like ask yourself what do you want kind of thing. Yes, I think it's explained best in the graphic that comes next, which is boundaries versus standards. Yeah, boundaries are designed to keep yourself love intact and prevent you from being manipulated, used, and violated. So things like no last minute dates, no calls after eleven p.m., no Netflix and chill dates, no sex before commitment. I will not tolerate verbal abuse. I will not date anyone still in a relationship with someone else. I will not play the role of mother in my relationships. I will not date someone who disrespects me in any way. I will not chase anyone for love, affection, or attention, and I will not pursue anyone who's emotionally unavailable versus standard yeah so basically that was you just uh got rid of 95 percent of every guy so boundaries are designed to keep your self-love intact and prevent you from being manipulated used or violated so these are restrictions you put on yourself to make sure that you're not putting yourself in position to be taken advantage of discipline yeah and also keep in mind like find men often mistake boundaries and they confuse boundaries with demands like if a a woman says like no last minute dates or no calls after 11 p.m he's like oh so you're just demanding that i do this and this and this for you kind of thing it's like no that's not what we're saying we're saying this is like boundary that i'm putting on myself and if you don't meet that then i'm just gonna reject you kind of thing right like we're not forcing you to do anything we're just rejecting you if you don't do those things exactly so for the standards portion standards are the qualities that must be present before you agree to entertain someone romantically so must have the basics job own place and able to support themselves must be in a career they enjoy so funny the guy's checklist goes must be just decently hot and then that's fine yeah no coffee drive-by dates must demonstrate integrity no criminal like if a guy had this kind of list for a chick you'd be like oh you're like an actual psycho no record of drug use emotionally physically and financially healthy introspective and understands how to manage conflict willing to work towards being the best version of themselves open to becoming conscious of and working on their own issues shadow work and everybody is male and female included is in some stage of development of these qualities right but i think for every woman it's very very important to have your boundaries so that when you go out to look at types of standards you set for men that you're not setting your own progress in your life in your emotional journey and your spiritual journey and your physical level up back because you're messing with guys who first of all violate your boundaries or who are not up to the standards of where you are in your life yeah you know with standards it's important to have i'm going to get in later about why i think you know having high standards is beneficial not just to the woman but also to the man and also society and like children in general 
I mean, having too high standards is bad. You're going to wind up alone. If your standards are higher than your actual standing in the hierarchy, you're asking for problems. You know, people act like we're crazy or unreasonable because we want a man to have a job or have integrity or not have a criminal record. And it's like, when women are selecting a mate, we're not just looking for a guy to have a fun time with. I want to vet a man and have high standards for a man so that I can have the best possible father for my kids. And that's actually just good decision-making skills, right? You know, people make fun of women all the time for choosing the wrong man. You know, if her relationship turns out to be shit, oh, you chose a guy who didn't have a car, you chose a guy who didn't have a job, you chose a guy who has a criminal record. But when women set these standards, people complain, right? So they're going to complain about... Yeah, just specific guys who are those standards are applying to what you do no matter what so you may as well just do the most beneficial thing for yourself and let the haters hate yeah so the next paragraph really think about the kind of dating experience that you want your answer shouldn't be colored by your previous bad experiences or what the world tells you you to want just think about how you want your future boyfriend to treat you in an ideal world a lot of women fall into the trap of men try to force you into this trap that you're not deserving of certain types of treatment because you have x y and z but if you listen to men honestly they think you deserve nothing right yeah and anytime you make a concession on that you're letting them dictate to you the parameters in which you're letting them win you're letting them win and you're letting them dictate to you the parameters in which i mean there's a bit of a negotiation going on i'm sure there's concessions being made on both both sides you can live your life with things you can have and so like we kind of joke but we're like no all women have to hold the line on this no matter where you are like never let men tell you what you deserve you have the right to set the standards and boundaries and no you let the world tell you what you deserve your own life and expect those things and the sad truth and the reason why they don't want you to realize this is like when you start to own your power a lot of them will actually acquiesce because ultimately they know they need us more than we need them yeah that's just the reality so yeah men will try to get like you to lower your standards it doesn't mean you'll get every individual man you know what i mean like some women are like well this guy didn't respect my standards so that means that i'm not worth that i'm like it doesn't mean you'll get every single guy but like in general as women start to push back on the types of treatment they expect men have to acquiesce so every time you have that little needling thing in your mind it's like oh i don't deserve this and i shouldn't have this like you have to start from the expectation that you do deserve this and you should have this yeah honestly women need to have more audacity like men have way too much audacity we need to decrease men's audacity increase women's audacity. No, guys, more audacity. Guys, more audacity. audacity that's how we're going to achieve equality. <laughs> so, remember, we-, we need to win the the audacity battles because now we know that women are increasing their audacity and we need more audacity than their new levels. We just did a roast to about a guy who was homeless, lived outside a library, was on food stamps, and decided to come up to a random woman and still thought he could have multiple wives. And and he got dates, though. That's the thing, is you act like this woman is so amazing that he hypnotized her or some shit, or she couldn't, she was forced into it. This dude is all these things, and he's yet he's still wheeling. He is an example for men everywhere. Tell her to be a sister wife, and that he would pay for her lunch with his food stamps from 7-Eleven. So that is the audacity that men are working with. You got to understand that. Meanwhile, women yeah. will be like... Dude, I don't know if I, commendable. I'm like pretty enough to have a man pay for my dates kind of thing, right? Like, here's the other thing. Men often try to be like, oh, you're only mid or you're only a six or something like that and try to make women feel like they're unattractive. Like, like only hot girls deserve to be treated well and be pampered and so on. But actually, that's not true because they'll say the same thing about really, really beautiful women too, right? Exactly. Like, they'll, t- they'll tell hot women like, oh, your nose is slightly too big or your hair is too blonde or whatever, right? Like, that's called negging. That's because they are clearly outside of your... I mean, these girls know that, but, you know, they're, it's, it's called mansplaining but they're outside of your uh you know you know they're kind of out of your leagues and then you have to bring them back 
bring them back down with you. And they'll come up with any reason they think to make a woman devalue her. This is actually a strategy that men use specifically against attractive women to get the woman to devalue herself so mm. that she is sexually available to him, right? So Yeah, I mean, it's a smart strategy. It's like when you're buying a car, you know, you go buy like a kind of used car, but it's in like really good condition. And then you're trying to find all the little flaws to bring the price down. You're like, oh, it's a little scratch there. Oh, it's a little rust spot on the on the inside of the wheel well. It's, we're going to have to knock off a couple bucks there. Oh, no uh, radio, huh? Don't yeah, listen whatever. to men saying like, oh, you're not attractive enough. Or if you don't have all of these things yourselves and you're not entitled to demand them from a man, who cares? Demand demand away, ladies. <laughs> demand it anyway. Who gives a shit? If that's what you want, that's what you want. Like It's the same old adage applies when it comes to just about anything in life. Like Have the courage to stand up against your detractors. You know, shoot for the stars and you'll land in the clouds, right? What's the other thing? With men especially... A lot- or you'll die alone. A lot of times women... One, that is one of the options that just like that saying is not uh catchy shoot for the stars die alone like it's just not a catchy saying you are very beautiful and valuable like men neg them on purpose i think that's what lilith is trying to say so yeah a lot of times if you're listening to the feedback that you're getting from men to determine your value you're doing it wrong because it's going to be distorted based on whatever their personal you're doing what they want you're doing what they want but also it's going to be distorted based on whatever their personal agendas are right so like if you're getting negged a lot you might think oh i'm not that pretty we've all seen this we all have had friends or seen women who are ridiculously gorgeous and their self-esteem is in the gutter right yeah like and they just get treated like trash shout out to the boys for doing those heavy lifting and you have other women who are maybe are not as conventionally attractive and they don't have these problems man like it's not a coincidence it's just about setting your own personal integrity and believing in that and filtering out the people in your life as much as you can who would detract from that and there's no more important place to do that than in your relationship and then maybe arguably your job as well but you have so much more control in your relationship the most consequential the most consequential yeah yeah your job and your personal life those are the most consequential areas in your life where having high standards will be so impactful yeah Okay, so moving on, it says, what if I told you that how you want to be treated is very much possible? I know the world always tells us to lower our standards and to be realistic. People try to invalidate your real needs and they tell you to settle for someone who can't give you what you want. It's how they try to excuse men's subpar behavior. Instead of a man changing his behavior, apparently we should be the ones who should accept less than exemplary behavior and reward them with our youth and feminine presence. Yeah, this is the lie and the devil's bargain. Because Some of you don't have youth anymore. Though. You'll never be able to acquiesce enough for screw audacity. Yeah. Just period. The more concessions you give them, the less respect they'll have for you also. Men hate women who have high standards but they desire them at the same time women who have lower standards they might use you for sex or whatever but they don't respect you right so why would you do that <laughs> i respect all women don't fall for the like oh i love you i respect it's just me though respect you lip service they'll treat you like they don't respect you right they'll be disrespectful of your time they'll talk sometimes they'll talk a good game but then when you look at the actual behavior it doesn't back it up because they actually don't treat you with respect because you haven't set those boundaries appropriately in fact it's actually pretty safe to just ignore anything that a man says and only pay attention to his actual behavior because that's where the truth lies right and i think now more than ever with women having the ability to really go out and if you want to live independently of men you don't have to make as many concessions and i think they're just hoping we don't figure that shit out right i think the only thing that's going to be tougher is if you're trying to date a guy who makes more money than you like if you're trying to basically love up through other men through your marriage or your finances but again if you want to put yourself in this type of circle where men who have money and you want leverage in that environment then you want to always put yourself in the position to take care of yourself and have proper boundaries that if you're in a bad situation you can get out of that which means like as much as possible have your own money boundaries in place have your standards in place and seek out that environment that you can have it in and don't be afraid to demand it quite frankly yeah so as an empowered woman you have to own up to your desires never accept something that doesn't align with what you truly desire love yourself enough to 
10 more likes, I'll give one more channel membership away. Honor your desires. When you accept nothing less than what you want, it allows you to cut through the bullshit. You don't have to think, oh, is him doing X acceptable? Should I be okay with this? What should I do to make him change his mind? Yeah, don't be a fucking feature on Am I the Asshole. Have you ever noticed that on the subreddit, Am I the Asshole? It's always the men being like, hey, um, yeah, I like took a shit in my wife's bed and called her a stupid bitch for not wanting it. Am I the asshole? Like him is being an obvious asshole and hers is like, I asked my husband to stop shitting in my bed and I asked him to stop verbally abusing me and he called me a cunt. Am I the asshole? Like, you know, why do women have to do a weird like she just did the the woman's voice that a guy would do, but she's a woman. Isn't that weird? I'd be like, is him doing this unacceptable thing acceptable? Should I be okay with it? What should I do to make him change his mind? Like, too many women try to justify bad male behavior instead of just cutting him off. Yeah. When you honor your standards, you instead communicate to a man, frankly, what kind of behavior or quality you expect from men. Examples from my personal life. If a man wants to take me to a restaurant that I don't find date appropriate, I tell him, frankly, that I'm accustomed to nicer places. He can either find a restaurant that would please me or he can find another date. Yeah, facts. And any guy that tries to shame you about that he's crazy he's low value he's low value immediately low value this is one of those like immediate deal breakers if he tries to lowball you then he's either really broke or he's trying to neg you down right yeah another example i meet a man in a group setting we go out and are affectionate with each other but when we meet again in a group setting he doesn't act like how he'd act when we were on a date i ignore him at the end of the night and when he asks me what's wrong i tell him that i prefer guys who treat me in public like how they treat me privately when we go out on dates i didn't say it in a needy way i just tell him what my expectations are and it's up to him to step up and change if he wants to keep me recently i've learned how valuable honesty is the more honest you are about your real desires and your standards the more men will respect you and treat you like girlfriend material i've done the two examples i've provided recently with a man and the man in question did find a nicer restaurant and he did change his behavior and was so regretful that he treated me that way he said that he didn't mean to do that and was just respectful of my space and that it was the last time he'll mess up like that again i've made it clear to him how i expect to be treated right. and he changed his behavior because he wants to keep me since then he has shown me in a group setting that we're an item and he has also asked for my exclusivity that's how you know a man values you yeah so this is a paragraph i remember got ripped up from jezebel tracy clark flory because she was saying like oh these girls are trying to change a man and i feel like that was such a fundamental misreading of what this paragraph was like the point isn't to have standards because you think you're going to manipulate men into doing things the point is to have standards to communicate what you want how you expect to be treated and if he steps up then he steps up if he doesn't he doesn't right well yeah because tracy clark flory is the type of girl to be like yes i'd love to go to a dive bar yes i'd love to let you come on my face on the first date yeah she's a clown <laughs> yes I'd dive bars are fun i'll give you a blowjob <laughs> yeah. in the car on the way to the first date to prove that i'm worth you paying for a date for me kind of shit right like these are just reasonable boundaries and communicating your boundaries but for whatever reason like she read into this as manipulation or that we're trying to change men like i thought it was like an odd interpretation and i guess i can see that coming for someone who notoriously has poor boundaries and poor sense when it comes to men why they would feel personally attacked <laughs> why they would feel personally attacked by this and i'm like this is just you saying i like this i don't like this etc right when we talk about communication and how you need to communicate to your partner this is a example of that right <laughs> like this is a perfect example of you communicating a boundary yeah i find it so weird how lip will be like well have you communicated with him whenever a man is being like shitty or abusive but when we talk about things like i like when men take me to nicer restaurants or I like when men talk about, you know, how we're an item, you know, in public or something like that. When we communicate with them, they say, this is manipulation. This is unacceptable. Like, and you're trying to change a man or you're changing yourself to get a man or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It's asking what? him to adjust his behavior what? in a way that's more accommodating to you. And a person who is into you, especially a man, will respect that, right? This is not even asking for something physical or something that he has to acquire. This is just a standard of behavior when it comes to how you expect to be treated. Like, that's so important for women to understand and communicate. The thing with lip bums is they think it's unreasonable for women to want lip to be treated bams. well. Like, they actually seem to think that women should want to be treated badly. Or that, like, women who want to be treated well are, like, unreasonable or crazy or whatever. And that anything that we do to try to be treated well is unacceptable. And that's why we should ignore them. Let me break this down based on the boundaries versus standards discussion. So the boundary that she's setting is that for her to feel emotionally secure in herself as well as the relationship, she, one, likes to go to places that she feels are reflective of how she likes to treat herself, right? And also 
wants a man to acknowledge her emotionally and the way that she appreciates and makes her feel validated, right? That's the boundary that a woman wants. The standard. Man, chicks love feeling validated, huh? Standard is what she like a goddamn parking slip. Communicates to the man. I'll show myself out. And that he has to do to make her feel that way, right? Yeah. So that to me is a perfect example of relationship communication that for whatever reason, people who don't get FDS seem to look at it as like, she's manipulating him to give her nice things. And I'm like, not really. Like, it's like manipulation to me is like not communicating your standards and boundaries and wants and then trying to cool girl your way into getting a relationship, right? Like that's way more manipulative than this. Yeah, it's all... It's all manipulation. Yeah, that's actually so true. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to like have sex with him until he decides to have a relationship with me. Or, you know, that seems more manipulative on both parties, actually, for both the man and the woman than just saying, these are the things that I like in a relationship. And if you want to provide those things for me, you can. And if you don't want to, bye. Exactly. Like, that's entirely reasonable. When a man has found his dream girl, he will ditch his old ways and become the man that she expects to have. If he's high value. Let's be clear about that. Yeah, yeah. That's the caveat. Like, a lot of low value men will just bitch and try to nag her and drag her down once he finds his dream girl. And if he's always, we don't mean like being a shit person. We mean like if he was doing something that wasn't up to your standards. Yeah. Like if he's a bad character person, like even if he finds his dream girl, he can't maintain that shit. Like if he's just like has kind of bad habits, like, I don't know, taking women on drink dates. Yeah, little things like that. Like if that's a person that he values, like we always look at it like the Bella Hadid rule. How would this man act if he had the opportunity to go on a date with Bella Hadid, right? If he's a shitty lying piece of shit, he's still going to be a shitty lying piece of shit to Bella Hadid, right? Because he's going to feel even more insecure or try to manipulate her and do that kind of stuff. But when it comes to how he treats her on the date, it's probably going to be better because he's going to want to extend that to someone he perceives as high value. Then like you shouldn't accept the low ball because if a guy is going to treat you well, then he would not subject you to low value behavior or something that would be less than how he would treat a girl that he expects to spend extended amount of time with or considers to be his dream girl yeah and in terms of like ditches old ways yeah we're talking about like low effort type of stuff like not like fundamental like character flaws a woman being a, a man's dream girl i find actually i found in my personal experience at least there have been a few guys who are like oh like you're like my dream girl because you have the same hobbies as me or something like that and if the man is shitty or low value he'll actually be like kind of psycho and try to like manipulate me or neg me or engage in like stalking what? behavior that kind of stuff yeah like that's just his fundamental personality like if he's low value those shitty qualities so it sounds like low value guys are just shitty and then high value guys are like not shitty people is this what i'm trying to these will probably actually escalate if he's a high value man he will be like yeah i'm gonna quit drinking i'm gonna quit smoking i'm gonna do this like you know all of those sorts of things that are maybe not necessarily fundamental character flaw but just like a bad habit he'll stop doing those things if he cares about you I actually had an ex-boyfriend once quit smoking uh because I told him that I don't date smokers and I thought that was really cute. But anyways, Bitch, that's an example. But also that's a good thing. You don't want to smoke. Like a guy who's not a piece of shit will change to meet your standards if he really likes you. Here's the thing. A lot of guys are like, oh, well, if you're not Bella Hadid, then you're not entitled to ask for these sorts of things. Well, here's the thing. I don't... Yeah, that's bullshit. I don't want to date a man where I'm not his dream girl, right? I don't want to be a placeholder. So if a guy's not that into me, I don't want to date him anyways, right? So that's the other thing. Yeah. So the woman who becomes a man's dream girl is a woman that has standards. All of the strategies we've talked about and will talk about in the future, the core of it is having standards and loving yourself enough to not accept any less. If you do this, your actions will subconsciously affect how a man perceives you and things are more likely to go your way. So ladies, don't waver. Keep your frame. He can either take it or leave it. The right man will find you when you put the time and effort in to be a high quality woman. When you say no to things that are less than what you truly want, you make space in your life to welcome the things that you true, truly do want. There's so little about self-improvement and all this stuff. Like guys, I've said this before, but like guys are all like, do this, do this, do this, make you yourself better. And there's just, just like, make sure you just ask what you want. But there's nothing about like making you level up really other than the only the only time they ever say level up is like oh you marry a guy who's above your stature and then th you level up that way but so don't block your blessings <laughs> yeah like this nothing about this is ever self-improvement it is interesting this line alone actually like loki kind of changed my life to be honest because <laughs> i read this like 
two years ago, I think. And the idea of like saying no to things that you don't want to make space in your life for the things that you do want. I applied that not just to my relationships, but to my work. Like I think of the- I mean, honestly, that what she just said, that is good advice. I, like I'd quit a job that I hated and was like, ah, fuck this job. Like I'm going to get a better job kind of thing. You know, I let go of friends that were toxic and started making new friends that were better. You know, I feel like too many women have become accustomed to the idea that there's virtue in suffering and that if things aren't great, you know, well, you know, you can just endure it or put up with it. And, you know, it's not going to get any better. So you may as well just stick with your shitty life. It doesn't have to be like that, right? Things can be better, right? Yeah. Like a better life is possible is what I want women to know, right? And the purpose of having high standards is to have a better life, basically. Yeah. I mean, it takes courage. It takes trial and error, but it also is so worth it, right? And mental fortitude. Mental fortitude, right? And being able to curate your experiences in a way that's pleasurable to you. Like like Lil said, it seems so simple, but revolutionary that as women, we don't have to suffer in our relationships as much as we do. And I distinctly remember a TikTok that went viral that said, something to that effect that it was a marriage counselor and she says that so often when she has couples come in she realized the crux of the problem is the woman is communicating to a man that there are problems in the relationship and he's sort of like well she's always saying those things and he's very dismissive because the default mode is a lot of men just think like women being unhappy and suffering in the relationships is normal right and it's really reinforced through popular culture like oh what women are always unhappy wives are always nagging etc oh always taking zannies like the you know the whole pill popping sad housewife thing wives do be nagging uh i think we only need one more like <clears throat> right yeah like that you need to like take drugs just to like survive your shitty life you don't have to do that no we don't have to it takes recognizing raising a level of consciousness within yourself and then by extension the collective the group of women which is where i think fds comes in where we start to realize like what things are actually making us uncomfortable that we can demand change for and that's both in our personal lives and our professional lives but especially when it comes to dating men so much of like the self-help the stuff that comes from the media the stuff that comes from dating advice is about how you should change yourself and contort yourself to fit yourself into a mold that was what men like but a mold that was never meant to make you happy and furthermore even the empowerment that's sold to us is ideological and not always practical and it was never meant to make you happy right it's like the marriage for a very long time is an institution to build families and to build businesses and to build like an economic unit but I mean, we've done episodes on this before to make women breed basically to make women breed and like ensure paternity for men ensure paternity for men but it was never an institution that was like supposed to make women happy it was political it was all these other things and women's happiness in their marriage was often secondary if not like at the bottom or like the last priority yeah the last priority like considering you know everything else that goes into it like maybe you're getting married for political reasons etc so like if this is us truly taking back our power and not feeling like we have to constantly compromise on the things that are going to make us less happy and that with the economic power with the influence that we're able to have over media we can finally really change those things in a fundamental way and it's sad that like the opportunity i think was wasted by the lib femme people <laughs> who just like fell into a bunch oh. of like gimmicks and stupidity about like i could do everything just like the men like knowing that wasn't necessarily going to make them happy but it was just like a reaction against what they felt was conservative. A lot of men do things that don't yeah. even make them happy, right? Like doing, I can do this just as much as a man kind of thing. Well, why would you do that if it's not even making them happy? Everybody does shit that doesn't make them happy. You think it's Sometimes gonna... you just gotta do shit. Make you happy? They were missing the strategy portion. It was all ideological. Yeah, exactly. And also a lot of them just decided to live a lifestyle and like they were lying to themselves the whole time. And then, you know, obviously the mainstream media loves to platform train wrecks and then give them a platform that they're... Uh... That they're like a menace to society. <laughs> train wreck women no no pretend like they're experts right like because we talk about this all the time how a lot of these sexpert people are actually looney tunes in real life like you just they're actually crazy, tunes, Vogue will give them a platform vice will give them a platform anybody in connie nets because they get clicks they say outrageous things and then they'll give you advice that is 100 going to put you in a really bad spot and it's like you know that internally but it's like you want to trust the experts but not realizing the experts are not there to make you happy they're there to make clicks themselves money they're there to make themselves money clickbait and they're there to reinforce narrative set by men yeah because of these media being owned by 
my mind. So I want to talk about the comment. Like before we wrap up real quick, I just wanted to talk about some of the comments actually, because it's, some of these comments illustrate exactly what we're talking about here, right? So one of the comments says, I'm getting too old to keep my standards. Minnesota has the worst dating climate as well. So two things. One, again, like a lot of women have internalized this idea that if you're older or maybe if you're like an overweight or you're not pretty enough or, you know, whatever standards that men have set, if you don't meet men's standards that you then have to lower your standards. And that's not true. With FDS, we say it is better to be single than to be with a low value man. First of all, you should still have high standards. But if you feel like the men that you're interested in wouldn't be see it's funny because the guy the 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 like i don't know the guys i've never heard a guy ever even consider that a woman's low value it's just like just like hot not you know good person they don't i guess low value interested in you then it's just better to stay single honestly like you know get some friends and then one of the comments here is i agree with completely it says stay single obviously like if you say like like a guy like it's better to stay single than be with someone who's like abusive that's for sure but I don't know. Focus on friends. Numbers show that women think they need to find a partner so they don't die alone, but we usually outlive men and end up dying alone anyways. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but like in the last five years, you know, there's still a long ass life. And that is so that. true. If you're a woman and you're getting older and you can't find a man that meets your standards, it's better to just stay single because first of all, like a lot of these guys are just looking for a nurse and a purse. And do you really want to be living your golden years, like taking care of wiping the ass of some shitty old man who treats you like shit? Like, you know, or do you want a golden girls it? Right. Yeah. You know, like, so, and then also remember every time you get into a relationship, you could be blocking your other blessings, right? That's the problem with the just settle people. It's an opportunity cost. It's, oh, the opportunity cost is huge. And I wish someone had explained this to me when I was younger, especially about like, we just did that episode on the ultimatum. We we're talking about how everyone should basically just break up, especially since they're under 25. It's like, they're spending so much time investing in these relationships that are clearly going nowhere and costing yourself a lot of happiness and causing yourself a lot of stress. When it comes to relationships. I will say that, that I like talk to people sometimes. I talked to someone recently, I can't remember who's like is 24 and it's like in a relationship he's having relationship problems I'm like dude the odds are like you winding up with this person are just so low if you don't have kids you don't have a mortgage or anything that like might keep you or anything that might keep you like tied to each other because of legal or financial restrictions like absolutely don't spend any time suffering like you have no reason to right yeah, like the only time you, think, like, away, you would even be like, oh maybe you should start to work it out is if you have like outside pressure that like literally might you know might force you or you have to make more difficult decisions like well okay i could leave but then i might not be able to afford to put my kids in school and those are like the difficult life decisions you may have to make when you're older but i think if you get in a habit of just cutting bullshit off when you see it when you're younger then you'll never end up in that latter scenario because you'll learn how to vet men more appropriately so that like when you do get married and you do have children you won't feel stuck and trapped right yeah or you won't be stuck and trapped because you've done the work ahead of time and the other point I wanted to make is that the importance of having high standards, you get the most bang for your buck in the early phases of dating. I do want to acknowledge that like the whole leave at the first sign of disrespect is a lot more difficult when you are married and have kids and have a house together and so on. Like the reason why we have high standards at the beginning of the relationship is to prevent yourself from suffering yeah. the consequences of being with a low value man in the future. I guess that's kind of a good And this point. is why, like, to bring it back to the beginning of the episode. I mean, yeah, a lot of people kind of ignore red flags at the beginning of relationships because men and women, because you go, ah, it's, it's still good, though. And then then kind of wears off and then you're like, oh, this is not good. So where I talk about anatomy of a scandal, one of the things I'm going to talk about is how the wife, the conservative trad wife in this story, she overlooked a lot of red flags early in her relationship with her husband so that she, she could be a cool girl and, you know, defend him and stuff. And then later on, you know, years down the line, he does something really, really fucked up and she's stuck in the situation where she has to defend him. And it's like, well, sis, if you pay attention to the red flags sis. and high standards early in the relationship, you wouldn't be suffering this right now. You would have prevented this whole thing. Right. And so 
you know, a lot of women think that like, oh, if I really, you know, show my loyalty or if I lower my standards or show I'm a cool girl or show I'm not materialistic Mm -hmm. or not demanding earlier in the relationship, they think that they're going to be rewarded for that in the future when the opposite is usually true. When you lower your standards, when you show men that you're willing to put up with their bullshit, they will only increase the bullshit. Okay. It's only going to get worse. It's true. That's the hardest thing. They should do that campaign. It gets worse. To understand and accept. Like you like to think that things have a happy ending because you put in work, but relationships just do not work like that especially in your 20s and 30s like it's it's just straight up a matter of you finding a person like you figuring yourself out and what you need to be happy like the care taking and feeding of you and then absolutely cutting off ruthlessly anybody who cannot add to that journey it is so important because if you let not terrible advice drag you down you'll find yourself in a series of broken relationships and you'll be emotionally scarred from them and even if you're not like in them for a long time just the like energy it takes to keep engaging with men who treat you like shit will wear down your resolve and that's what they want right they want you to settle they want you to feel like shit and also you end up cheating yourself because you start to devalue yourself in your own mind I mean, again there's like a power dynamic to a relationship too that just always exists where like I mean, I guess it's good to, especially if you could joke around and be like, ah, you really like, really did settle for me, huh? I really am the above you in this relationship, you know? Whereas a lot of women will be like, I'm fucking hot. I could leave at any time. You're like, you don't want that relationship either. You're like, I don't need this shit. I can fucking find any guy. Like, and because you might internalize some of the ways that they're doing. But the point is to never internalize that shit early and keep cutting them off. Just never feel bad about it. Yeah, like it is so much easier to walk away in the early phases of dating. And it's much, much harder to do that after you are super invested in them right and again like in the story of anatomy of a scandal the trad wife she's like oh we've been married for 12 years we have two kids we have a house we have you know a whole i'm like a political wife and so on like the cost of leaving at that point is so much higher versus like if she'd left you know when she saw the red flags at the beginning the cost would have been much much lower and she could have had a completely different completely better life right and so that's what i want women to know is that like having high standards it's not about being manipulative or being a gold digger it's about saving yourself from suffering later on in life yeah it's part of loving yourself like people talk about loving yourself it's good advice for the guys too right lip service about loving yourself and valuing yourself this is what every guy's been with like a pretty crazy chick and you go maybe she'll she'll calm down with age and you go ah it's it's getting worse isn't it looks like this is self-care literally this is self-care and i'm sorry the liberal feminists who criticize fds don't get that and i feel sorry for them because they're gonna suffer their whole fucking life because they don't get it yeah no they think self-care is taking a bubble bath and like buying shit right spreading lotion on yourself because your husband's cheating on you with gay escorts remember that guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. check our patreon <laughs> or it could be like on our patreon episode where that woman was advised by stoya to moisturize in response to her husband cheating on her with men yeah you don't want to be like <laughs> that's liberal feminist version of self-care they think it's like brian you don't want to be some dry, crusted bitch who's getting cheated on. Products and living in some kind of like cognitive dissonance where you're constantly being disrespected and treated like shit, but you rationalize it. Yeah, they, they think self care is when you go like, oh yeah, it's totally fine that my husband treats me badly. Um, I'm just gonna like buy some things, and that will like sort of it's like the opiate of the masses is buying shit. They live in the, yeah, they, they buy stuff <laughs> and they live in the moment and don't put anything together, right? Yeah, don't live in the moment. Think about the future, right? And conservative women do this too. Engage critical thinking. Tricon women do this too. And as a person who grew up in the church, I saw this as well. It's like, well, submission is something a woman should give to her husband. I'm like, your husband ain't shit though, right? Because it's fucking dumb. Why would you listen shit. to him? Like, yeah, but, or he's like you know, abusive or something bad. But like you know, they they supplement it with prayer like you know what i mean or being a karen <laughs> like doing other things where they can try to take back their power but not fixing the thing and this is the thing and this is the choices you need to make early on so you're not suffering later on so yeah hard choices to make your life easier down the line and it's actually not that hard once you embody fds like your life just feels because you understand the game right if you don't understand the game then you're just confused and you're wondering why you're being treated poorly but once you understand it gives you power to curate the things you want and now more than ever because the internet and online dating like you have so many more options than even our parents had so it's like 
you can do it, right? Like, it's like, this is an opportunity. Yeah, I, what you said there actually kind of reminded me of like my early days in FDS when I was transitioning sort of between the lib femme, like if a man showed a red flag, I'd be like, is this a red flag? Well, he has all these other qualities that I like. So maybe those other qualities balance out the red flag and that makes it okay or whatever. And then in the past, you know, few months, there have been times where a guy like hits on me or, you know, does something. I just reject them like without even thinking about it. It's like automatic. Just the way, like you said earlier, oh. the way the no, word no just flies out of my mouth. Just flies out of your mouth. Like, like a fucking <laughs> boomerang, right? Just like... <laughs> Like a fucking missile, just like, hell no. Yeah, right. Um, it takes practice, but you will get there eventually, and your life will be immeasurably better. Trust me. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, Queen. Right. So if you enjoyed this episode, more strategy content Thanks, Queen. will be coming on the blog let's, let's and our newsletter and on our website. So check it out on the female dating strategy.com. Where she says to as die well as our mad. Patreon, where we have bonus content every week, patreon.com forward slash the female dating strategy. And we will be debuting the war room. So if you war want to talk room. to us about your problems and have all the strategists chime in and figure out how we're going to solve your life, the then war room. sign up our Patreon queen shit tier. Follow us on Twitter at FemDetStrat. Follow us on Instagram at underscore the female dating strategy. Thanks for listening, queens, and for all you queens? scrubs out there. And the scrubs. All right. That was episode 61 of the Female Dating Strategy podcast. That was almost three fucking hours. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining in. If you want to support myself and all this stupid shit, Patreon.com slash low value mail, uh, low value mail.locals.com, or join the YouTube uh, channel, or just subscribe. Just whatever, do whatever. Okay. That is it for me. I want to go fucking home. That's been enough. We're going to play our outro of all the supporters. Thanks very much, everybody. Have a lovely Sunday. Uh, new episode of Low Value Mail this Tuesday night, 9 p.m. It's going to be a banger. Night. Empathic abilities, yeah, my face be also stolen. Bleep blow up, nigga, that just means I'm working. They see me as a leader, so that's why I'm Captain Kirkin. These charts from the stars, that much is for certain. You can feel this here if you up or if you hurt. I'm raising my stock, not talking my feet, it's a burkin. Now I'm a Johnny Five, got a fucking short circuit. Bring the track to life when I spit phenomenon. When I hit, she feel that shit, I heard abdominals. These rappers make me laugh like comic, do they comic me. You know I got a ball out, I hit the track running just like Sonic do. They don't want to turn on my light switch. Yeah. They was trying to get me on my hype shit. Yeah. They don't want to turn on my light switch. Yeah. And they tried to down me on some KO type shit. Yeah. They don't want to turn on my light switch. Yeah. Now we pulling up fresh on some flight shit. Ah. They don't want to turn on my light switch. Yeah. They don't want to turn on my light switch. Uh. They don't want to turn on my light switch. Yeah. They was trying to get me on my hype shit. Yeah. They don't want to turn on my light switch. Yeah. And they tried to down me on some KO type shit. Yeah. They don't want to turn on my light switch. Yeah.